0: including the before and after come here Poppy I'm putting you on the fucking little weasel get up here talk. now stay there
1: this Poppy ain't no way Poppy's gonna be quiet this whole time if she falls asleep she will
0: the only problem is if Spencer comes home then she will make noise but we're (laughs) gonna play it as it lies
1: (laughs) play it as it lies
0: yeah it's a golf term interesting you ever played golf and have you
1: ever golfed
0: no used to oh, golf you? a lot i golfed with ryan and jacob in the golf team remember i went like 10 times really yeah were I you were all on hard. the
1: golf team or were you just with them
0: i was not on the golf team when they did practices mm. pretty much anyone could come like norris would be like hey tell his class like hey if anyone wants to come and play golf for extra credit you can so people would come and play golf uh-huh. and uh get extra credit for his class. And then I never had him cause I was too smart for his class. Cause he, he taught the standard classes and uh, just thought I'd throw that in there. And
1: <laughs> shout out to Norris
0: and Ryan and Jacob were on that golf team and Julian. And I was friends with them and they would just invite me cause they knew Norris didn't care who came. And so I would go, I'd bring my dad's clubs and we'd, uh, we'd shoot some balls. We do nine holes, a lot of fun, I wish I was a little bit older. If I was a little bit older, I could have rented a golf cart, and that would have been even more fun. I remember Josh Arnberg came, and he was old enough to get a golf cart. And so we all, me, him, and this other dude who was on the golf team who was like two years younger than us, who was the kid who hit the ball that hit my knee, we all got in the in the uh, golf cart, and we we were just like, one person would have to like hold on to the back. because So they'd be like, it's a two-seater thing. Two people would be sitting, and then there'd be golf clubs on the back of it. And then there'd be little footholds where you could put your feet and then you have to reach over the golf clubs and put your hands on the roof and hold on to the little handholds in the roof. And then the object of the game was to buck the person off the back, <laughs> just to drive as wildly as possible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And at one point I was off the golf cart watching and Josh Armory and the other guy were in the golf cart and they were going really, really, really fast. And then there was a big hill that they were coming up and a, a sand dune behind it, I think. And they just jumped the hill and just landed it. It was awesome.
1: One of the perfectly? coolest things.
0: I mean, it didn't damage the thing. Stunt jump. Good job. Yeah. It was you know, good enough. Human it, it, it was did not, it. I will say it did not get that much air. That's why it didn't huh. in, like take that much damage. If you it got had to. gotten major air, it definitely would have. But it just kind of went up, hops, and then went back down for a, a hill that size. I think they slowed down because they were pussies. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, at but least... dude,
0: Josh Scharnberg was a baseball player. He could whack that ball all the way to the green right off the bat. He just did not have the skills to to make the ball go where he wanted it to.
1: Yeah, aim it properly. Yeah.
0: But he could get it far, let me tell you. All the way to the green right away. Incredible.
1: That is fantastic. A true star we, player. Have you and I, I mean, besides, I guess we did that one time at Jacob's birthday party. Did you bring clubs for that?
0: No, or I didn't. I think Julian games? and Jacob did, and maybe Ryan did too. But I just showed up and used whatever clubs they had, even though they're shitty clubs. Cause I don't have my own clubs. It's just my dad's and uh, yeah. I don't like taking his clubs unless I
1: absolutely have to. Cause I know he loves them. He plays golf a lot.
0: See, that was, I didn't enjoy that top
1: golf because I was so bad at it. This was my first time ever doing any golf thing ever. It was not. Yeah, ever. And it was not a good performance. And I was very sad because usually like every other sport, I'm pretty good at, you know, with us throwing the football around.
0: Yeah, you're at the very least, you you know, capable. you're 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 like at least mid, like starting out, you're mid tier, you know. Yeah, pretty good. Like I'm
1: competent with whatever the sport happens to be. That's how I feel about every
0: every sport except I feel about way about every sport except uh, soccer and basketball. Soccer, Mm. I'll never learn. Basketball,
1: if I practice, I can get it, and I know I can because I can feel it. But I'm just not good. Soccer, yeah, I'm pretty good with. I love doing defense on that. With basketball, I can shoot well. But mm. if I'm like an actual, in an actual game, my hand presents some issues. So I'm always, I only dribble yeah. with my right hand. I'm so. the exact
0: opposite. I can handle the ball really well and pass really well, but shooting, I need to practice. Wow. I can Seriously? handle that rock real good.
1: <laughs> good to know. I'm going to come in handy.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we can pretty much, I'm, I'm going to include this because I think this is a fun discussion we're having. So we're going to start completely like four minutes ago.
1: Yeah. Unrelated <laughs> to the show. But
0: yeah. yeah. Completely. Well, I like the banter. They they want to know. This is
1: the thing. Did I tell you I've been listening to the It's Always Sunny podcast? You did. And you recommended it as the best thing, one of the best podcasts you've ever heard.
0: One of the best. Well, I've only listened to a few podcasts. But it's definitely the the best recap podcast I've heard because it's barely <laughs> them talking about the episode. It's just them talking about their lives. And I think we need more of that in the show. You know, we need to be you know, characters for the people who are listening so that they can engage with us. Right now we're just talking voices who say things about movies and have opinions. I think if we shed a little bit into our lives. I think that would be important.
1: What I would wager at? that our opinions, I'm trying to go onto Google podcasts and add Dak Shepard's podcast onto my thing. Cause oh. since I was booted off of Spotify, I just now remembered that I haven't been listening to that. I didn't add oh, it yeah. to my subscriptions on Google podcasts. Yeah. The Bob and episode is good. Yeah. Cause that is one of the best podcasts I've ever heard.
0: Yeah. It's incredible. That, that was kind of like the base. I remember when we were, transitioning to being a podcast instead of radio show remember that being one of the bases of what i was trying to accomplish with the podcast was to be more like a conversation than a like news kind of thing and that's always what i'm trying to go for is just you and i just shooting the shit you know trying to make it good hoping people listen they don't uh (laughs) no we got
1: 10 you listening we appreciate you very much and go the, ahead and the, spread the word. Get more people yeah, listening to
0: this. The 15 people that listen to us each week, we love you more than anybody else in our lives. You are what matters to us. So please share this podcast so we can have more people that we love in our lives. Exactly. We want thousands each week. We want tens of thousands each week. We will never get there. But please, <laughs> let's try. It's
1: worth it. At a some shot. point, I'm sure we will. I just subscribed to Armchair Expert Umbrella. I don't know what that is.
0: that is like the overall company so they do armchair expert and then they do like the other sort of shows they do so like the the expert on expert the uh the show that monica padman does with kristen bell breaking Mm -hmm. glass shattered glass something like that the uh the show monica padman does with that one guy where they talk about dudes the 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 conspiracy theory show, like it's, it's all their little side shows. It's all, it's the, it's like the corporation entity.
1: You know, very much about all of their shows.
0: All right. We well, the thing is, on Spotify, OB. on Spotify, when you look up Armchair Expert, they all just come up in a big list,
1: mm.
0: and like you can look up each of the side ones as well. But there's just one big list that has every single thing that they ever make, and so I just see all of them, and I listen to the conspiracy one because it's kind of good.
1: I see. Going back to your old <laughs> conspiracy club days.
0: Bro, I went to one meeting and then it was gone. Well, it was there was only one meeting thing.
1: that existed.
0: No, there were a couple. But this the when we came back the next year, there was just no more conspiracy theory club and nobody talked about it. Well, that's
1: that funny. It was just a blip in everyone's consciousness.
0: I remember when I went Everyone to the first meeting. Everyone was obsessed and then nothing. Because I was in Mr. Wilkes' class and I went to that first meeting and there was like, 50 or 60 people there like it was the biggest club meeting i had seen other than nhs and then i never went again and then i never heard of it again it was just gone yeah. gone like the wind i think it it's because they were talking rapidly. about stupid stupid conspiracy theories and also there are people who were there that were just like actually believing it instead of just interested in what conspiracy theories were they were like guys guys listen this shit's real and i was like no 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 we're just supposed to be talking about it because it's crazy you're not supposed to actually believe this Anyway, do you want to start the, the episode now? You can go ahead and do your little intro. We what should. if we do this? We should do this. We should do like a little cold open from now on where we just talk about things in our lives and then that leads into the
1: hello there. Dylan, you keep trying to push it. I'm going to keep pushing back. I if think people it works. come For BoJack Horseman, they're not going to want an opening segment of us talking about sports and then... Our but if people if people teacher. want to
0: come back and listen week after week, they're going to want to listen to us just chat for a little bit, you know?
1: Just put in a little bit of our... Because that's the stuff that matters. But this isn't a chatting podcast. This is a movie Why podcast can't where we bro, share our opinions. Bro, and we're just making this up as we go,
0: man. We're not professionals here. We're two jokers here in fucking Central Florida. Joker. just.
1: How dare you bring that man up? Did you see the new the deleted scene that they sent I up? did. I did. What do you think of that? Not good. Yeah, my coworkers I mean, were
0: talking about it, and they were all like, "Bro, it was so good. It was so awesome. God, he looks so cool." And I just, I just had to help, like hold my tongue because I did not want to. <laughs> I didn't want to rain on their parade. I didn't want to be like, no, nah, I thought it was bad, and this is why." I just wanted them to have a good time enjoying it. But I thought it was bad. I thought well, the way it was shot. So? I thought the way it was shot was cool. Mm-hmm. I liked that he was just blurred out the whole time. I thought it looked cool. Yes. I have no interest in Joker at all. in the matt reeves universe none whatsoever i've seen the joker every single time they do a batman every single time i'm sick of
1: it i I just but is that a reflection of we being oversaturated with joker content or was it actually the scene that was bad and that's why you didn't like it
0: uh, i mean i didn't think the scene played like there's a reason it was deleted i don't think it would have played well with the story they were trying to do i think it would have taken away from it but yeah. my biggest qualm is that I'm just sick of the Joker. Like, okay. if well, that was a scene and they had shot it like that, and it had nothing to do with the Riddler, and it was like a post-credit scene, like if you're gonna throw the Joker in, I think it should have been post-credit. If that was the way they went and they shot it like that, okay, I still don't think Joker is the way to go. But I mean, I, I thought it was shot cool. I,
1: I do think, though, as you said, there the way that they shot and they held him blurry or only give us little glimpses of him until the very end where they showed like his eyes and then it went down to his mouth so he still didn't even get a full like face reveal but yeah. I will say he looks quite creepy he does look creepy and it, it looks would be very terrifying
0: new it looks well not super new he kind of is reminiscent of what they try to do in Gotham in the later seasons a little bit from the pictures I've seen because I stopped watching that show but uh, yeah. it's still you know it's still its own thing in the movie world it's not Copying too much. I just feel like every time I see a new Joker, it just feels like they're trying to build something off of Heath Ledger. Like they're not doing something completely, completely new. Like there's always Mm -hmm. some kind of building blocks off of Heath Ledger's Joker. And I just, you know,
1: let's do something. Well, yeah, I think there always will be elements of that. But again, you think of Jared Leto's Joker, which was a big departure because they didn't want to be compared too much to Heath Ledger and then everyone hated it. So there's going to be a balance somewhere
0: that's very so, true yeah what's funny is then he came back in uh the zach snyder cut and he started to look like uh started to look like uh he's ledger joker there a little bit and it's <laughs> like come on man
1: that is true
0: well and people yeah, liked him in that which they shouldn't though. he was really he was still really bad but people like more than that
1: but yeah it was still not great
0: i would disagree i think it was marginally worse in in Zach There's Snyder, it could it not makes. be a
1: hunka hunka. Come on, <laughs> no way. No, remember I remember that it was from March, Suicide Squad. Really I remember it. Of course, I remember everything from Suicide Squad. There's no way, like that one single, like four second thing, was the worst that there possibly could be. There's no way it gets worse from Zack Snyder's thing.
0: I thought it was pretty bad. Let's just start the episode. See, this reminds me of another
1: podcast it. I'm listening to that <laughs> they. <laughs> For like a series of ten episodes, they had to debate over starting the intro, and half the time they wouldn't start the intro until like fifty minutes into their podcast. Well,
0: it's not fifty minutes; it's twelve, bro. Oh, People I know. I was minutes. saying
1: it's reminiscent of that of just starting the intro way too late into the episode. But
0: if you let's start see watching, that. which is, I think you should do this. If you start watching the It's Always Sunny or listening to the It's Always Sunny podcast, and then watching the shows as well. You'll you'll find that that like the first six or seven podcast episodes they have is just them trying to figure out what the fuck to do because they have no idea. They're just they just go in. They have three mics and they're just fucking winging it mm-hmm. and they figure it out and they get a good uh back and forth going. And honestly, I enjoy it. I think I have fun listening to them just talking, you know, right. so let's just talk, Ryan. Let's just you and me with our little script here.
1: Let's just so those go are back three personalities that you already have an affinity for because They have 10 seasons of them playing these characters that are fun to listen to and all that. This is true. you're just listening to them do stuff.
0: This is true. This podcast would be easier if we were famous. I would concede that.
1: Well, yes. That's what I'm saying. But
0: but this is how we become famous
1: is by becoming these personalities. You know? I think that would work if it were a comedy podcast primarily. Well, I try to make it funny. It's always funny. I mean, well, obviously you everyone tries to put comedy into some stuff, but for a primarily comedy podcast, which I think is what they are doing. Since, as you said, they like somewhat talk about the show, but the show is also a sitcom a comedy show. So it makes sense that they would lean heavily in that direction.
0: I think we can get the best of both worlds. I'm not saying like all we do is shoot the shit and talk about random stuff that have nothing to do with movies. I'm just saying like every once in a while doesn't hurt.
1: It just makes it more interesting. Let's ask our listeners to email us at, at gmail.com.
0: If or- you think we should have some more just jovial, fun conversations about our lives in between the little bits about movies, not a lot, just a little bit, just to get a sense of our characters as people, shoot us a, an email and, and let us know what you think about that. If you If you're for that or if you just want to hear us, give simply our opinions and then say goodbye.
1: Also plug the Instagram. What's our Instagram?
0: Oh shit, what is our Instagram? Let me pull it up. Because I don't wow, It doesn't have it, it, on, doesn't have it on
1: the fly. Look I don't nice. have
0: it on my phone anymore. I don't want Instagram. Well, oh, <laughs> that's not true. I re Instagram. My thing is now is that I'm gonna re-download it and check it for an hour each week just to make sure I'm up to date with what people are doing, and then just delete it again off my
1: phone. Interesting. We are to post our the
0: box office show. show. At the box office show. So if you type in at the box office show, you will find the box office show. So please do oh, some on Instagram. Nice. And Good follow job. us. Give us a follow. Like our posts, share our posts, leave some comments, leave some Let comments. We will respond. Wait, we got a comment. Oh shit. Look at that. We got one on our, uh, Euphoria, on so. the air.
1: Is it someone cussing us out?
0: I fucking hope so. <laughs> God, I don't know if I can on the phone oh, fuck. or on the, on the laptop, go to post. Go to post. Nobody uses Instagram on their fucking laptop. Their laptop. <laughs> yeah, nobody fucking does that. I'm just gonna go on you're my phone. Down because bad. I if
1: you're doing that, yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. I'm gonna go on my phone now because I did. Thank God, redownload Instagram. down bad.
1: <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's a, that's a whole endeavor man, for you're somebody to go what? on their laptop using it.
0: Oh, it was Cameron. <laughs> Cameron, Cameron what did he say? No, no. Cameron, who was on our podcast for the Euphoria oh, nice. episode. Yeah, they posted, is that a new character? Because the post Dude. is a picture of. Because the way I do the post, I don't know if you've ever seen our post on Instagram because you don't have it, is oh, I, I feature the person and then surround them by characters from whatever we're talking about. And so it's a bunch of characters. Were they from
1: they are the character in Euphoria now? Because all the rest of the characters so, you were, are.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, no other comments. I'm looking at all of our other posts. No comments. Leave comments on our posts, guys. We'll. Oh wait. Ah, goddamn it. Our Spider Man post, where we we uh, we advertise all the Spider Man specials. They got two comments, but they're just fucking ads for people who are like, promote your shit. And it's Dang. like the people who are like, you can pay us and we'll we'll get you likes. And it's like, come on, that's not real. Dang, you hate to see it. If you're but a yeah. fan and you have Instagram. I'm trying to remember where do we get a lot of listeners we used to get listeners in the philippines
1: it's spotify oh wait apple Podcasts. no i'm sorry, we're we're talking about places,
0: places? yeah places it says it says on it's... a thing where people listen we've got the philippines we've got italy i think the uk quite a bit uh we had some in china for a while if you're chinese and you like this podcast <laughs> shoot us a like on instagram rate yeah. us five stars on every single uh, wherever you're listening to this if it's deezer if it's google podcast spotify wherever you're listening to this right now we're gonna pause for 10 seconds
1: you're gonna go you're gonna like it five stars please please yes see now i think this portion of the podcast would have been better if you were drunk
0: you're right it would be if, if we were, were just doing this drunk, it should would I be get much drunk more... every week i think you no.
1: should. no but should for a, a show it? like this it definitely makes sense
0: Remember when we were first starting and I was really nervous because I didn't think I sounded good and I used to take a shot before we recorded? No, what? I used to, I used to take a shot before we recorded every day. Why? Because I was well, super nervous.
1: Remember when we did this at UCF and we had the radio show and we were in the little booth? Oh,
0: I wasn't taking you a were shot fine then. then.
1: Yeah, well, I know you weren't then because I would have well, been Well, we were
0: it. in person. I was guaranteed to sound good because we had it was the highest God. quality mics. Wait, that's what you meant?
1: Like, sounding good, the quality of your mic.
0: I was so you worried about sounding bad. Head. I was worried about sounding bad because I already don't like the sound of my voice. And I was worried that if I got even more nervous on air, that the quality of my voice as well as what I was saying would both be bad. And then mm-hmm. nobody would want to listen to us because it would be <laughs> terrible. So I take a shot and loosen up a little bit and then be like, ah, I can talk now. Now I can't do that because if I take a shot, I get sleepy. But I might start spiking some coffee. And then drink that while we talk. Why do you get
1: sleepy if you take a shot?
0: When you drink alcohol, you get sleepy. Some people do. I do. I definitely get really right. sleepy the more I drink. Oh, yeah. Have you not, when we have parties here and I drink well, a yeah, lot, I, after I you, take naps. Yeah,
1: after you crash afterwards, after you've been going on crazy well. before. That's, that's,
0: that's the alcohol working and making me tired. I take I naps. At, every time we have a party here and I get drunk, I take a nap somewhere. I take a nap on the couch. I but take it's a nap not like on my the bed. end of
1: the party? It's when it's already winding down, and when people no, would already dude. sleep anyway because it's four. Uh,
0: what party was it at? Mm, not my birthday. The one where Mason was vomiting into the toilet. At that party, I literally just fell asleep <laughs> no, on the couch.
1: No, no. He'll hate you for that.
0: Oh, nobody that knows who Mason is. He's never gonna listen to this. Nobody's gonna know. Nobody's gonna know. He'll never know. He'll never know. But when he was vomiting into the toilet, there was like a good twenty minutes where I just laid on the couch and just took a really quick nap and then i met up with you and spencer in the bathroom with mason and we just shot the shit and that was fun <laughs> okay okay no more we're actually starting the show now well go ahead, so you,
1: i think you should take a shot right now
0: do you really think i should go get alcohol right now and take a shot i think you should well
1: just, I mean, just to celebrate it what should i pay off to the 20 minutes what should i drink golden. i have
0: i have vodka i have jameson whiskey you know have, that these
1: mean nothing to me. Just take some pineapple. Right.
0: All right. Okay. I'm back. I got the last bit of the pineapple infused vodka that I had, and it didn't quite make a full shot, and so I added more vodka.
1: Nice. So
0: I vodka down the vodka. All right.
1: Cheers. Salud.
0: What's the wait? Uh, what's the thing they say on it's always sunny? the podcast, because they did an episode where they just drank the whole episode and just talked about nothing, and uh, they said something that was like, it was the Irish version of like, salute. Solange. Solange. Isn't
1: that one of <sighs> Destiny's Child or something?
0: I don't know. <laughs> Alright. I don't think I like the pineapple that much. I'm more of a green apple guy. I'm going to make another one make green sure it apple cut out. Vodka. Yeah, I love green apple
1: vodka. Curious. Very curious.
0: I feel warm inside. I feel loose, Lucy,
1: loosey. Wow, yeah.
0: Shaking I'm starting to take You let me know if I start getting rosy cheeks because
1: I've never actually, every time we have a party, the lights are so dim. I will let you know. Okay. Three, two, one. Hello there, you're listening to The Box Office Show. I'm Ryan Hill. And I'm Dylan Johnson. Today we're going to be talking about the box office
0: numbers from last weekend and our box office predictions for this upcoming weekend.
1: <laughs> we will also be doing a very special episode in honor of the animated Netflix series BoJack Horseman. As we discuss the brilliance of the show, some of us will be getting blackout drunk. Unfortunately, that will not be the case, but we got one shot in him.
0: We got one, yes. Uh, we decided not to do that because the person we were going to be recording with unfortunately had to uh cancel and so we are doing this just the two of us now and i do not feel like getting drunk alone even though ryan thinks i think it'd be
1: would be be even funnier. yeah but then i gotta cook
0: dinner then i gotta cook dinner drunk and then i gotta go to bed drunk oh and alexa's (laughs) here i drove alexa here i can't fucking get drunk because then i have to drive her home dang she just said she can spend the night now she's giving me more reasons (laughs) to get she's (laughs) encouraging right now
1: she wants to see it happen.
0: I don't know. I don't think I should. I think it's a bad idea. Should I do anything
1: it? for the show? Do you think Sing it's a Sing pop song? Sing the lollipop song, Dylan.
0: Oh, Alexa's shaking her head. No, she thinks I shouldn't Aww. do it. Even though she just thinks I could. I, I think mean, we, should do, I we should actually plan a show where me and then like a guest, we get drunk while we talk about something. Because I do want to do that at some point because I think it would be fun. I don't think subject matter wise, this is the thing to do. I this told us to been perfect. That would have been hilarious. I told this Lillian that if we ever did a show on "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia," that would be the show to get drunk to, <laughs> and that would be. I guess hilarious. that's
1: true. That but, would work uh, as well.
0: Yeah, there's other stuff that we could talk about getting drunk to. There's plenty of yeah, we'll alcohol themed things. I, I just there is definitely a time where oh, so right? the vodka, <laughs> the <laughs> vodka came up a bit. I was a little bit of indigestion. I ate four little fried chicken wings. And then a shot of vodka, and they did not mix well. I guess, so they're just settling at the moment. Dang. You know what that that shot really did get me kind of loose. You know, ooh, loosey goosey. Should I get a beer? Should I get a? Be- oh, oh god, god.
1: now I, he's I, that, won't, <laughs> he's that won't
0: get me that won't get me drunk, but that'll give me like a little buzz. Do you think that's a good idea? Should I just get a beer and just have a beer while we
1: talk about this? Do what you want to do, though. Whatever. I've been
0: there. Is a lot of beer in the fridge, and I've been trying to get rid of it because I need more room in the fridge.
1: Sounds like a perfect time to go you're right clear
0: i'm going to go get it real quick yingling here do you want to hear it crack open sure do get that asmr oh yeah look at that yeah that's good shit right there good old yingling
1: indeed indeed
0: yeah i think i mean what are we doing man wouldn't it be more fun if we just cracked open some beers and just
1: recorded us talking wouldn't that be crazy we're talking about bojack i mean that's a show you want to talk about anyhow
0: what if we just like like we do some special episodes every once in a while that aren't about movies where we just shoot the shit man (laughs) just you and me this is the thing i thought about for a while it's like what if we did a talk show or i did a talk show some somebody does a talk show and it's like the person who's the host and then the guest (laughs) and then they do some kind of substance while they talk so they're either drinking alcohol they're doing shrooms. Is this just another meat.
1: way for you to get to your shrooms <laughs> episode? You just want to have shrooms uh, at some point. Now you can do it in the form of a talk show.
0: I don't think I would ever take shrooms and then do a podcast because that would be illegal. Uh, I would uh, probably <laughs> smoke weed in a in a state where weed is legal. If I ever moved to that state and then do a podcast, that could be fun. Definitely drink alcohol. And then I thought of like, then, then the concept came to me, like, what if doing this talk show I had guests on who were sober, like you or like Dak Shepard, if I was famous, <laughs> this was like an actual big talk show. What right. would I do then? Because they can't, I'm not going to, you know, not have them on. And of course, they're not going to break the sobriety for a stupid little talk show. So I was like, you made Dak do- Shepard relapse for your yeah. talk show. <laughs> Yeah, no, I could not, I couldn't do it to him. Too much respect. Also, he would fucking wouldn't. Uh. I would just have to do something like, like just anything, like, like maybe Dak Shepard would want to go like do motocross or something while we talk. Or like uh, in your case, we could, uh, what's something you like to do?
1: Explain things I like to do.
0: You like to play poker. You like to play, you're very competitive. We could play a board game while we talk (laughs) and dude, you would get so competitive.
1: We'd have to do accents though, but I would get very competitive. Oh, accents uh, dude, that would get racist. Be prepared for that. I
0: remember uh, when we did accents at Brendan's house, and and uh, we had to like skip cards every once in a while because it would just be racist. Like someone would get like an Indian accent, we'd be like, "Nah, I can't do that. Oh That's gosh. just not right."
1: The Indian
0: accent. Well, when I got uh, on the, you were the there for that game, did you remember that? Because we did uh because that was when you guys found out I could do a helium voice. Because like we got helium balloon <laughs> was one of the things. I think so. Well, I think I sang a song to you
1: during that that game, didn't I?
0: i believe that yeah i i would believe that you would sing to
1: me yes
0: you should sing um, to me more. that definitely happened
1: and then there was you know there's an accent i had to do where some some other card came up that i had to do something for but yeah that was fun board games are fun we should have more game games
0: that's what we, we should, should do we should what i need to do is i need to finish my board game the board game i've been working on and then we can play it together And we can record it and turn it into a podcast episode to promote my board game and show how competitive you truly are. Because, folks, the last time we played my board game. I don't think the world needs
1: to know. In a
0: (laughs) screaming match.
1: God damn it, Poppy.
0: (laughs) It was was mostly
1: the dog that was screaming at us.
0: Well, we rolled the dice with Poppy being in here and Spencer coming home. And uh, Spencer came home. I'm probably going to gonna make go a lot of reading. notes. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go through and I'm going to listen to this whole thing. This whole intro intro thing and just cut it up. Dude. And find the best parts and keep them. It'll probably go from 30 minutes to like 15 or 20.
1: Yeah,
0: tighten it but up. Do you mean. think I should drink a beer in every episode? Well,
1: I think that's up to or does you. does that make
0: me an alcoholic? Well. Alexa said yes, that makes me an
1: alcoholic. I don't think it makes you... An alcoholic if you are able it to drink, and you do it to be just well, i suppose it's just another opportunity for you to drink but say you went to the club yeah. every friday that's also an opportunity for you to drink is that being an alcoholic that makes you incapable of carrying out the other duties in your life Then yes do you think that
0: what beer, if i get to a point a where i can't
1: record a show without a beer then we will have to cut you off
0: ah See, that's probably why I wouldn't drink a beer every time, just on occasion when we're having a good time. I think this is a good time kind of episode. The, uh, the last thing I want to talk about before we dig into like the actual content of the stuff, the last thing, I swear, I want to change up our script, bro. I say the same thing in our intro every single time. Today, we're going to <laughs> talk about the box. I also
1: like to point out, I mean, that's just been the template. Also, intros are meant to be the same thing. We say the same thing. I say the same opening and then I say whatever yeah, the content of the all show you just is. just hello
0: there, you're the box office show. You know, that's classic, that's a staple.
1: But then I say, like, like. You say the other classic thing of, hey, in the box office show, we're going to talk about the box office numbers.
0: Yeah, but also it's like, it, I say today we're going to be talking about this stuff. I feel like the implication is that some days we don't, and we never don't. We always do. Well, sure, but. I'm going to change think- it up. I'm what do you want to change it up. it up to? Do you want to just I'm say that? I'm going to just improv in the moment, you know? Just say what, I'm, what comes in my mind. You know, okay. and I'm Dylan Johnson. You know what I feel like talking about today? The box office numbers from last weekend. You know what else? Our box office predictions for this upcoming week.
1: <laughs> That's well, what we're going to do today. You were never confined to just reading the words that were on the page. You could loosen it up, but you got to also just say those things. However, you say yeah. them, I don't care. Just convey the information.
0: Yeah, we're already 20 minutes into this thing, is my guess. We're 30 minutes technically, but I feel like it's going to cut down to 20. So let's let's just d- like dig into this news. You want to do another yay or nay here? Because
1: I've seen some of these things that are yay or nay. Well, that's Voltron. what we're doing. We're yay or nay, so we can just zip right on by it. So yay or nay, Voltron is having a live-action film from the director of Red Notice.
0: Nay, it's Ross and Marshall Thurber. Yes, am I correct about that?
1: You, I guess so. You know more than me.
0: I believe I know who this director is. I have seen many of his works. I don't know if we Dodge. need to confirm
1: it. We can just get a yay or nay.
0: It's going to be a nay because I'm not a fan of the things he's made. All right.
1: We don't need a his name I bring him
0: up. That's not true. He made Dodgeball, and Dodgeball's amazing. You know what? It's a, it's, a mid, it's a mid-tier. Mid-tier.
1: He wow, brought him back. Uh, for me, that's a nay. Uh, Where the Crawdads Sing trailer. Did you see that? Did not,
0: because I don't want anything spoiled for me because I had not started the book. But... For Alexa's book club, which
1: I'll plug in here. Why not? Which is called if you go. You can't just have random people join the book club. Unless I guess that's what you guys want.
0: But That's exactly what she wants. She wants as many people in her. She has an Instagram account for the book club. And it's public and anyone can join. It's the uh, mostly bored. Wait. It's the bored and mostly queer book club. You can find it on Instagram. We do a lot of good reads. We read a book every week. And the last book for April, March. What the fuck am I saying? <laughs> the last week of March is going to be where the Crawdads Sings. So we're going to be reading that next week. So I got wow! Look started. at that. So when is that
1: becoming a podcast?
0: What the, the, book, the club? book thing? Uh never. We meet. We meet on Sunday. We're they have a meeting tomorrow morning for. Uh, they're talking about intercourse by Andrea Dworkin and uh, crying at H Mart by someone I don't know, which I is see. one of Alexa's picks. You but, didn't uh, pick up any of those books. Nope. <laughs> I was, I was never gonna read "Crying in H Mart." I I pick and choose. I was never gonna read "Crying in H Mart" because it didn't sound interesting to me. And I was thinking about reading "Intercourse" because it's like a it's a, a second wave feminism, super intense, anti man kind of book. And I was like, <laughs> sure, kind of interested in it. And uh, I never did. What did Alexa say back there? Would you say
1: Alexa? She, oh, I'm not gonna read. It. <laughs> no way. The mic picked that up. Um, interesting. So, yeah, you decided to pass on that because you're a woman-hating misogynist?
0: Yeah, apparently. Nice. Let's keep going with these yay or nays before people start
1: to <laughs> learn more about me in a bad way. <laughs> uh, Godzilla versus Kong, that sequel, is filming later this year.
0: I'll give it a yay. I like watching them fight. I have no, no
1: care about the plot. I just want to see something cool. Me too. Okay, Plato the movie is going to be directed or produced by John M. Chu. He's attached somehow. Play-Doh, That's going to be a
0: Nay. A The idea, you could have said Play Doh movie from Martin Scorsese, and I still <laughs> wouldn't care. Play Doh movie, come on, guys. Let's come up with something new, okay? Lego movie is the only one you can get away with.
1: Well, maybe we'll get away Play-Doh. with this one too. We'll see. And finally, Amazon finished their purchase of MGM Studios uh, for 8.5, million, 8.5 billion. With billion. A B. B- so a billion. to put that into context, Disney paid four billion for Star Wars and four billion for Marvel, respectively. Back when they that made seems, those purchases.
0: That seems incredibly low. Eight and a half billion? Because when uh Disney acquired Fox, it was like 70 billion. That's very true. Eight and a half
1: kind of seems low. But for Fox MGM. also had like that's a bunch of things like number one Fox the studio but then the channel all the sub channels that they have well well
0: MGM has 4,000 films and 17,000 television episodes
1: that they now have access to that's very true but many of these films I don't think are on the same level that Fox had Fox also had the the whole X-Men thing so that was probably another incentive to get them there but I do agree that it is massive the catalog that they just got uh, it includes the franchises of James Bond and Rocky, so all that stuff is now under the Amazon fold. They also will get Leo the Lion's offspring. Yeah, You know the lion from MGM? Yeah,
0: Yeah, the little roar it does at the beginning. Yeah, The one who mauled his trainer on that day that they filmed that. Did you know that? No. That's crazy. Yeah, they went to film it, and he just mauled the trainer, and then that was it,
1: and then they filmed it, and then the trainer was mauled. And also, to preserve our journalistic integrity, they're not getting Leo the Lion's offspring. (laughs) I made that up. I thought yep. it would be funny to throw in there and see how you reacted.
0: Uh, I did not think it was funny. I knew it was a joke when I saw it, and uh, I did not laugh. <laughs> how One me. thing I want to say before we move on is the Play-Doh movie, what it should be is Play-Doh is alive, and it can talk, and it, it has forms of things, and then kids just start eating the Play-Doh and vomiting because it makes them sick, and then the Play-Doh has to deal with that. That's what it should be about because that's should just be That's what be. I know Play-Doh to be because they make it into yeah. food. You know, They make the Play-Doh into food, and then they eat it, and then they get sick that's what it should be about because that's all i know about plato never played with yeah. it as a kid
1: just saw people get sick from it yeah i think they should make a movie about the allegory of the cave and just have the plato putty to perform it uh the box office breakdown for march 18th you laughed at that you, you like that one
0: <laughs> see that one's just a thinker
1: for you all drunk dylan apparently enjoyed it.
0: just plato staring at a wall, <laughs> <laughs> seeing the shadows of real life thinking that is all there was <laughs> mm-hmm. And then a kid eats it and vomits. <laughs> it stares yeah. at the shadows inside the children's stomach.
1: Now, that's a good one. We need to take that to the studio real quick. Yeah. Take John M2 off.
0: Yep. Let us do our box office breakdown for March 18th through the 20th. Coming in first was my pick. For, the first thing that came out for our box office draft of this year was one of my picks. The Batman made $36.7 million. Is now across 300 million domestic and 600 million worldwide. It did shit in China.
1: That is very true. And I am
0: crushed by that. So I do not think it will cross a billion. I think it will end up around somewhere like 700, 750 million. Still a dub, still a win. Not as big as I thought it would be. Yeah. Really counting on Jurassic World and the Flash (laughs) kind of fucked me. So this might go to you, just by default,
1: you bastard. I hope Avatar (laughs) gets pushed. (laughs) No. I hope it doesn't. We need to see it. We need to see it, James Cameron. In second place this weekend, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the movie, 14.8 million, which is very good because it was only in 2,286 theaters. So once again, we see another success for the anime market, which once again means that uh, my heart will be broken when they soon announce that the Attack on Titan finale will actually be a movie instead of a show. Yeah, we can see quickly, so now we'll have to wait till like 2023. But that movie will be probably the biggest anime movie that will, yeah, be.
0: that so might make our uh, that might make our box office draft for next year.
1: It'll definitely it be a contender because, yeah, Demon Slayer got 400 million. And if this is the finale to Attack on Titan, well, oh, it'll be even more than that, like, oh, yeah, yeah, it could definitely
0: that'll blow it. records, bro.
1: After Jujutsu Kaisen Zen Zero, it was Uncharted 7.8 million, the film X. A little horror movie out of A24 by Ty West. 4.4 4 million. 4.4 4 million. I just read the next dog one. <laughs> I just read the next movie. Go ahead and uh, fill us in. Dog made 4 million. You had to say it with dog. Come on. Dog made 4 million. Dog. Spider-Man No Way Home, 3 million. It has finally been kicked out of the top five after 14 weeks. What a oh, run. And it's about to hit 800 million domestically. Becoming the third film to do that behind uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens and Endgame. Fuck off.
0: Death <laughs> in the Nile made 1.6 million. It is now the sixth highest-grossing film worldwide at 131 million. Is that for this year? Yes. Yes. Okay. Because I was like, of all time? No, no <laughs> way. No, no, no. No, uh, yeah,
1: 2022. Uh, the Outfit: 1.5 million. The Cashmere Files: 1.4 million. And sing 2, with 1.4 million. It has spent 13 weeks in the top 10, and it has made 158 million domestically. But sadly, this will probably be the last time you see it on this list. Goodbye. Yeah, good sing
0: 2. Did you see that it was on the uh, the top 10 finalists list for uh, the uh, the uh, what the fuck is it called the thing the Oscars? <laughs> uh, their the popular short vote. The popular, oh, the popular vote. vote. It was a shortlist for their popular vote. It's on, it's in the top 10 because they, they put out these are the 10 films that have gotten the most votes so far. These are the 10 that we're going to be pulling from when the winner. Imagine
1: pass. if they announced the popular vote live during the Oscars telecast instead of the eight awards that they kicked off. Could you imagine they,
0: they go to announce the popular vote and they open up the card and they're like, Anthony Hopkins, <laughs>
1: that'd be great.
0: That was a clever, a clever last year joke for those of you who are uh, up to date on what happened last year. Let's do our box office predictions for the upcoming weekend, which is the 25th to the 27th, which is funny because we're recording this on the 26th. Nice.
1: So, yeah, uh, The Lost <laughs> La City is coming out. We have Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum, and also Daniel Radcliffe and Brad Pitt. So we've got some big stars in there. It's a fun adventure rom-com thing that they're doing. Uh, and so far, it's gotten positive reception. I'm predicting around a $30 million for this.
0: I'll go with twenty five. I have no idea how it did yesterday, <laughs> which was the Friday. So I am, it, it, I might, it might be on track to do 30 million. And so you have to leg up on me for knowing that information, but I'm going to say 25.
1: Yeah. Even, yeah, it's around there. It'll get in that range somewhere. The Batman in his fourth weekend, uh, 15, I think,
0: 15, 20.
1: Somewhere around there. Yeah. Definitely the 15 to 20 mil range. I am going like 18 to 20. Uh, but we'll see if it is able to yep. hit that. And then. I wanted to call attention to an Indian film because, you know, like lower on the list, there's always that random film that gives us trouble trying to pronounce it. But there clearly is a big draw for uh, those Indian films. And this one titled RRR comes from S.S. Rajamuli, who is essentially their like big blockbuster filmmaker over there. He does historical epics. And this one is highly anticipated. And I saw... Like, I went to the theater the other day, and there were uh, quite a few showtimes for it, which was surprising. And so I think it'll get over $10 million, which is big, because that'll put it in, like, third place for a film that probably nobody knows except for uh, the Indian community.
0: All right. Awesome, awesome there. Let's go on to our—I'm sorry, this beer is, is doing wonders right now. And the, the vodka, I mean, I am— I am very relaxed and having a good time. Are you sleepy? Uh, I am a little sleepy, but not completely because I had coffee before I drank the beer. You know Ooh. what I was going to do? You know what I was going to do when uh, we were originally going to pound drinks tonight for this show? Mm-hmm. What I was originally going to do is uh, the shots I was going to do was vodka, like I did tonight. It probably just been straight up vodka because I we only had one little thing of pineapple vodka left. And I didn't want to just do vodka. 10 times in a row and just be like disgusted with it. So I wanted a, uh, what's it called? Uh chaser, but I also wanted that chaser to be alcoholic. So I was going to have a beer as well <laughs> to chase the vodka. And then I was worried all that alcohol was going to make me sleepy because we talked about this earlier. I get sleepy with alcohol. So I was going to make coffee and I was worried that that coffee, coffee was going to sober me up. So then I was going to spike the coffee. <laughs> so I was going to yes. have vodka, beer chaser, and then coffee with Bailey's in it. And uh, I would have been fucked up. <laughs> Let me tell you, I probably would have gotten six shots in, and then I would have had to stop, because if I do any more than that, uh that is well, 15 is my blackout limit. Any more <laughs> yes, than six you know will, any more than six, and I will not <laughs> be able to have a conversation about Bojack. I'll just be on like all over the place. So six is probably where I would have had to stop. Lillian would have had to stop at one.
1: That's very true. Yeah, that's all it takes. Uh, okay, so now we can dive into the Bojack Horseman thing. And this, as the rest of the episode, will be quite unstructured. We're just going to go through it. We're just going to get just led feel it out, man. the conversation. yeah. Let's just go with the vibe. So, this is interesting because I mean, we've been wanting to do the Bojack Horseman episode for the longest time. It's oh, also man. particularly sp- special for you because you were the one that got me to watch it. I'm sure you got other one of your friends to watch it. And it is a very important show to you. Oh, so, man, go ahead I and do. talk about your whole experience first watching Bojack and then this rewatch that you did recently in preparation for the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So first
0: off, first off, spoilers of course. Well, yeah. For all of BoJack Horseman, we're gonna spoil the shit out of it. Mm -hmm. So I started watching after season three came out. So there were already three seasons ready to go for me. Watched the first season. Thought it was cool. I liked how dark it became. I liked how silly the comedy was. Had a fun time. Watched season two. The way season two ends, very very dark, very very serious, very very intense. I thought, wow, this is a really, really depressing show. I'm here mm-hmm. for it. Got to season three. The cliffhanger for season three is uh what's her name? Sarah Lynn dies. Yes. Sarah Lynn dies and Bojack goes on the lamb, right? So I watch all of season three and I get there and Bojack is just gone. Nobody knows where he, he just drives off. Because he had they have that. That's honestly one of my favorite endings to a season, if not my favorite ending to a season, is that he's he's in the Tesla. And he's like, has his arms spread out and he's just letting it take him. And then he sees out of the corner of his eye something and he like jars it to a stop and he sees the horses running. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. What did that mean to you, Dylan? It was like, it was like the escape. Because the, he has that little escape in the second season. He has the boat, the escape to LA, and he leaves. But it was never really an escape. It was more of a hiding. He was hiding from what he was trying to, like all of the pressure that was surmounting around him with, because all season two, he's filming secretary and that whole pressure around secretary becomes too much. So he quits and he hides this time. He is literally trying to escape from all of the trauma. He's trying to escape from his addictions. He's trying to escape from Sarah Lynn's death and the responsibility he has for that. He's trying to escape from everything. And he's just literally goes in the lamb, doesn't talk to anybody and just completely escapes from everything. Mm It's great. And Love then uh, and then I was able to watch season four as it came out, watch season five as it came out, watch season six as it came out. And I always say that this is one of my uh, top three shows of all time. So my favorite show is, is uh, Breaking Bad. As you know, we did a show on that already. Went crazy for it. My favorite animated show of all time is BoJack Horseman. And my favorite comedy show of all time is Arrested Development. Hilarious. So those are my top three television shows of all time probably the only shows one of the, some of the only shows that I'll ever consistently rewatch throughout the rest of my life. I think most other shows I'll probably hit a stopping point and never rewatch them again. These three I am sure I will rewatch just for the sheer amazingness of how well they are written. BoJack in particular is just written in such a way where it can combine the campiness and the hilarity of a sitcom with the drama of real life and really punches you in the gut because of that juxtaposition. And that's always the kind of thing that I always thought was so interesting about it was that it is so campy and so funny in so much of it. And then like this, like it just changes so hard. The The episode that I always like to think about when I think about that hard change is in season five when they are at the premiere of Filbert. And the whole episode kind of pretty much is like uh, Bojack is sort of just uh, he has a sling in a cast because he, he's addicted again. But it's sort of a can be kind of episode up to this point. They're trying to figure out the the one liners with the guys who have the popsicle sticks. Right. Try, like they're trying to. That's like the B story. There's all kinds of like little can be stuff happening throughout like the whole thing. And then there's a a, a really hard transition when. uh, uh Princess, not Princess Carolyn. Uh, fuck, I'm blanking on all the names. <laughs> uh Diane. Diane. Diane approaches Bojack about what happened in New Mexico and she doesn't know anything and then they have this huge exchange between each other and it is so intense and so like quiet between them and so violent it's such like a violent conversation which is a pretentious thing to say as i'm saying it i think it's so stupid to say that out loud but it is very like <laughs> just very menacing the way that they're talking to each other being so close to one another and it just comes out of nowhere in that episode i think that's fantastic but yeah never has a show made me both laugh and be so traumatized at the same time i think it's a brilliant brilliant show so how did i because i forget how i got you hooked how did i get you hooked
1: i don't know well i think you just recommended it and i was like "Oh yeah, sure i'll watch it and i remember that's not a great story it will not well so i it was in 2019 i believe because i remember working at firehouse i remember like i connect the sandwich that i would make from firehouse getting off of work and then i would drive home and then i would eat it as i was watching bojack horseman episodes so it's like weird that there's that association in my mind but i remember watching every time
0: you put on an episode of bojack
1: horseman (laughs) god damn i want a sandwich right now dude those sandwiches were so good i never got tired of them because the way i made them
0: well yeah you get to make them you get to use their prime ingredients and make the sandwich you want perfectly exactly anyone would dream of going into a sandwich shop And just making whatever they want. Just having complete access to the entire kitchen. That's what I'm saying.
1: But I'm saying, my particular sandwich was elevated, bro.
0: You get a free sandwich every time? Well,
1: on the record, no. You stole a sandwich every (laughs) time? Well, no. We were, uh, like all the managers allowed us, but our owner, who, as I've said before, is a penny pincher akin to uh, Mr. Krabs. Yeah, he was like, no, you guys aren't allowed to do this. But if we're working minimum wage for a stupid job that, again, this man, he was just, he tried to cut corners all the time and would get mad at us for staying a little bit over the allotted time that we were supposed to leave because we were trying to clean up because we weren't allowed to have customers not sit in after we've closed. They are still allowed to be in the dining room. But Then we also weren't allowed to have three members that were actually trained whenever they tried to put in a new trainee. Yeah they would immediately send them to the closing shift. And we only have three people in the closing and each of us have our own specific job duties. If we have to hold their hand through the entirety of teaching them how to make the sandwiches as well as do their closing duties, which obviously takes time away from our closing duties, then obviously it's going to be slower. Yeah. This is a rant against (laughs) that particular firehouse subs owner. I mean, he was an okay guy sometimes, but yeah. Yeah. So, sometimes, as,
0: honestly, sometimes it's better when you work for like a bigger corporation where you have like six bosses. So, some of them are cool. You know, true. when you work at a small chain kind of thing like that, where it's a small restaurant, you know, they got the one guy who owns it and he's a tool. Nothing you can do about that, you know? Yeah.
1: But yeah, but the rule is if you're in a restaurant or any sort of like food service thing and you are getting paid minimum wage, even if you're not getting paid minimum wage, but certainly if that's the case, then you should be able to get a free meal every time you're working for sure. So for yeah. sure. That's what we did. We said this is how it should be. Mm. So this is how anyway, it will be. So what, I, hooked,
0: what what was the thing that hooked you about BoJack Horseman? What, why,
1: what 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 got you to keep watching? I think as you said, it strikes a great balance between being this fun, silly, really endearing sitcom and then touching and diving into quite frequently into these heavy themes in ways that are very insightful and very human very relatable mm-hmm. so it was that that coming together of those two things into one show that i think made it stand out and made me want to keep watching it because as you said at any episode it could be one that's just a complete fun random thing that like the todd episode mm-hmm. called hooray a todd episode <laughs> the what? um things like that that can just be just fun all the way through. Then other episodes that there's this hard cut where it leans into the more serious drama aspects of it. And then other episodes where it just completely goes off a of format, goes into the headspace of these characters and dives into their mental health. Like the way that it was able to have all that stuff, there's always something to be interesting and something to pull you in and something to look forward to about it. So that's why I got hooked. And then when season six was coming out, because I believe, I don't know if I had to wait for season six to come out or just mm. season six B to come out. Because that came out early 2020, I believe. So yeah. yeah, I do remember I did have to have a little bit of a hiatus before finishing up the show. Mm. But yeah, I was able to catch up there. And then the both of us recently did a rewatch. So oh, talk yeah. about your experience. Because you said you had some different perspectives on it this time around. Mm. I wish...
0: I should have taken more notes while I was watching it, or we should have recorded this closer to when we when I watched it. Because I watched it, I stopped watching it about a month and a half ago, probably. Like I finished it a month and a half ago, but there were times there was like two times watching it where like I was on the verge of tears. Well, so what were those times?
1: You said that you I'm, tried. That's what I'm trying to remember. I'm
0: trying to I'm trying to remember. God, what was it? I think it had something to do with Wanda, like her character. Really, Wanda. God, I'm trying to remember. It was something to do with, like, Bojack and one of his relationships or something. And it might have been Wanda. I can't remember. If I go back and I rewatch it again, <laughs> I can figure it out. Because I will, those feelings will come back up. But like, that God. seems like
1: a pretty important thing. Like, two times where...
0: It was, like, it was similar to, like, remember when we theory? did the the Breaking Bad episode. And I talked about how I cried a couple of times. Because my, like, my whole, like, focus on life is shit. Like, when Jane died in Breaking Bad. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I cried for, during that. Oh, so break. that's why during, the scene of like man. my my whole perspective of being in a long term relationship now has shifted how I've seen some of these scenes and like watching them back again, watching how horrible Bojack has treated the women in his life and how like uh, and his the repercussions of the loneliness he feels like it made me so sad that I was on the verge of tears. But the thing that changed the most this time watching it through when I first watched it, I thought, wow, this is a really really sad, depressing show that sometimes makes me laugh this time i've completely flipped it around i think this is a very uplifting show and it's about being honest and it's about addressing issues that we have as people and it's about working on those issues rather than ignoring them so i think it is much more uplifting than i would have originally thought it to be and i think that is such a much more delightful way to watch it is to you know even though there are very intense and very dark moments that we'll get into i think overall the show was meant to be uplifting and to talk about problems that most shows don't talk about in a manner that is honest and real without being exploitative. And I think that is something that it does very well. And so I had a very good time watching it. I was worried nice. that I would be super sad by the end of it, rewatching it. Because this is the first time I binged it start to finish. And I wasn't. I was happy. I was uplifted. I had a great time. I think one of the times I cried was probably at the end when they were sitting on the, uh, the roof just staring at the
1: the very very stars
0: the very very end i was very i was like moved by it i was like ah because the first time i watched it i was like it's kind of a weird way to end it i don't know if i liked it but this time i definitely
1: dug it and i felt it yeah just to touch on that a bit more i love what you said about it being uplifting overall i definitely agree with that it can be unflinching in the way that it talks about a lot of these topics for sure it does get dark and real and all that stuff but i think it always has an optimistic spin on things And the ending, the very, very ending, I think is a perfect example of that. Because I remember the first time I watched it, I felt sort of incomplete with that ending. A hundred percent. More to be desired there. But this time around, I loved it so much because I think it did a perfect job, like from a writing standpoint as well. It's just Bojack interacting solo with each of the main characters in his life. Mm. And essentially it's kind like ways ways he's getting, them.
0: yeah, he's getting that closure with them and we're yeah. getting that closure at the same time. And I think that's
1: perfect. Exactly. And then it's also like a lot of the messages that they deliver in them, which connect to the overall themes that are being addressed throughout the many seasons, is Bojack has done a lot of horrible things to people. And even though he's gotten a bit better in season six, mm-hmm. he still has to be held accountable for those actions. And then we see that he does. And so now he's at a place where he understands all that. He is able to have the mindset of, okay, I have been a problem in these people's lives. And a lot of that can be traced back to these things that are out of my control, like the addiction and his horrible parenting, the like parent situation that he had. Um, But a lot of it was also because of him continually leaning into those bad impulses that he has. And now he's finally able to understand, okay, I can go in talk with these people and just say our peace, our final goodbyes, essentially, which is what Diane does when they're on that roof. She's like, this is essentially it. And then I love the message that she says, which is, and I have to quote here. I think there are people that help you become the person you end up being and you can be grateful for them, even if they were never meant to be in your life forever. Which I think is so good that hit very much home because like, that's a lesson that even back in La La Land, like that's the central theme of that. Mm -hmm. Relationships don't need to last to be important and meaningful in your life. Um, And so the fact that that got mentioned here and I heard it, like that was definitely something that stood out the first time I watched it. Mm -hmm. This time it definitely felt received. Yeah. heard and received. It felt a lot more optimistic, especially since we are about to graduate college and we're about to be at that point where, A lot of the people that we have known for many years, we're just not going to see them as frequently or at all. Again, and that can be okay. We can can be be the people we end up being thanks to them, but they don't have to stay in our lives and see that person that we are all the time.
0: Absolutely. Give me one second. Let me make another real quick. With that. Okay. Okay. I have what, one okay. other. Wait, wait, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. I remember one of the times I cried. Oh, go for it. It was in the last season, and it was when uh, BoJack is in DC, and he goes with Mr. Peanut Butter to go visit the set, and they mm-hmm. had their crossover. Oh episode. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, those were <laughs> such great. happy tears. It made me so happy. I was shedding tears out of pure happiness for Mr. Peanut Butter because he was so so happy to finally get his crossover and i was just it just made me happy to see cuz this was at the it was at the very end of season the first part of season 6 and it's when uh he's finally like accepting himself kind of and like trying to move on from his past without he's he's like accepting his past he's accepting himself who he is at this moment and trying to be better which is like part of it and so he's able to to uh put aside his his uh, sort of discuss with Mr. Peanut his uh his behoovement towards Mr. Peanut Butter <laughs> and just make his day and just make him happy and have the little uh, crossover episode. It's so much fun. Yeah. I love it. It made me so was happy. Great. I was I was crying tears of joy.
1: <laughs> did you cry again when I sent you the snap of it? Uh
0: yeah, I did. I, I was like <laughs> oh god, I love it. I love that scene so much. That was a really
1: really heartwarming scene.
0: Yeah, well, I love like one of the most heartwarmingest.
1: Yeah, Love that whole bit. And that whole like, arc of season six of him genuinely doing nice things for other people. You did the same thing with Todd, where he told the bunny at the airport, I forget her name, but she was asexual. And so he's like, hey, there's this app that I think you'll like. And that's how yeah. Todd and her meet. And so that great thing that happened in Todd's life is just something that Bojack did out of the kindness of his heart.
0: Yeah. Also, so what a great name great for to that see. app,
1: Ace in the Hole. Yeah. <laughs> for real. Uh, yeah, what was what's your the, question? Abracadabra what was the one for the they're like uber service Abracadabra Abracadabra yeah also great 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 names in this show yeah so my question to you was I remember this is also part of what made me want to watch Bojack and continue watching it but it also made me sad as I watched more of it you had mentioned like part of your pitch about the show was that it was one of the most relatable things that you ever see off you had ever seen that Like there was no other character that spoke to you more than Bojack. So I don't know if I misremember that, or you remember mentioning something like that
0: was your, your is your question that that now and why were you, you were you
1: intrigued to watch it because you wanted to see how I related to Bojack? Well, yeah, that was part of the thing of you were like, this was like such a important revelation or something like having that connection with the character. Um, was something that again you like mentioned was that's why it was such a powerful show for you. So I was like, oh, I want to check that out. And then seeing BoJack as he was made me feel that because he was this messy, self-destructive dude, and I was like, don't you don't feel that way, do you?
0: Uh, I think at the time the thing that I connected, which I talked to Lillian about because she had also watched of her own accord at the time, and I was talking to her about it, was like the central theme for BoJack for like the first bit of it for like a good chunk of the first few seasons is that. And mostly like a big part of his character is that he, uh, he pushes people away and then blames them for leaving. And that was kind of something that I could kind of connect with in a sense, because like I wouldn't do it to the extreme that BoJack did it. Of course, I would never push people away completely and then get super angry at them for leaving. But I could see myself being like the kind of person at the time who would, uh, get upset at people for like little things and and get bickery and things like that. And then they would get frustrated and leave. And then I'd be like, well, why are you leaving? Why are you doing like, let's, let's just talk about it. And it's just kind of like little things like that, where it's like, uh, not, not being open and honest in a way that should matter. And that's what Bojack like learns as he goes through this journey of his on the show by the six seasons that he kind of like starts to open up and, uh, address these issues that he has and starts to come at it from not a perspective of like how can i be better but like what was wrong with me in the first place and why is it causing why like why am i doing these things and when he starts to think about that that makes me start thinking about like why do i do some of the things that i do that i don't like and just start like you know thinking about it in that in way. and that's why i think it's such a, a positive show now having seen it again is that it's getting the viewer to kind of think about the things that they do wrong not in like a uh in terms of like i do these things wrong but more of why do i do these things and maybe if i can figure out why i do them maybe i can change them and the things that i can't change maybe i can understand why i do it in the first place and that it'll be more clear to me so it's very therapeutic in a lot of ways it's a very therapeutic show
1: nice Good Also, stuff. it's
0: fucking hysterical <laughs> this it show is. is one of the
1: funniest shows we'll ever. get to that we'll get all. To- get to all the zingers and the gags that they got. But real quick, I just want to know definitively for now, until you do another (laughs) rewatch, what is your ranking of the seasons?
0: Oh fuck. (laughs) Uh overall, because there's definitely like episodes sprinkled throughout that I think I could rank. Like I could probably rank each episode if I really tried to, which I'm not going to. (laughs) But if I had to do season by season, I think it gets better as it goes along. Until it gets to season six, and I would put season six just below season four. So it goes one, two, three, six, four, five. For me.
1: Okay, so one, two, three, six, four, five.
0: Yes. Interesting. For me,
1: I think it would be one, four, two, three, five, six. One, four, two, three, five, six? yes six being the best why would you put four so low i'll be honest it just didn't connect of all the seasons i don't know why but it was the least interesting and captivating to me even though some like critical things occur in it we learn a lot more about uh bojack's backstory with beatrice the mother and then the hollyhock storyline and i think it was a great twist that they build up to of hollyhock being his sister but fantastic the way yeah. that they
0: weave that through the whole season i think it's incredible
1: but that combined with the mr peanut butter running for governor i think I, that's fucking hilarious it would just war on me too much i was no, dying in that whole thing i was just like this is so stupid And the i whole, fucking love the dude with the, I love shoot, the episode with when they ch- go tans. down
0: i fucking the love running with like with woodchuck's hands which Woodchuck, oh, yeah, he loses his hands and he's trying to replace some hands and depending on what hands he has it, de- it like changes the, his uh his fucking shit in the uh uh what's it called the poll numbers in the race yeah the pole and numbers. then he gets like human hands and people love him and he's like handing babies and catching them and like giving them thumbs up and stuff and they find out that they're a murderer's hands yeah bro a child murderer's hands it's so fucking funny i think it's just so bizarre that it works so perfectly because the actual main story of his family is so dark even uh-huh. though it ends on a happy note it's such a very it's like some of the darkest the show ever gets It's talking about her like his past and his family's past right that that buffoonery that level of buffoonery is great but also i love how that whole situation that's happening as mr peanut butter is becoming governor it creates this tension in his relationship with Diane that leads to them getting a divorce that whole that was another scene that made me cry Thank you. The, the, oh, the, we're, we're remembering nice. when uh, when they're having the argument in the. Ooh, the see the word.
1: the line is down in the script in the life lessons slash hardcore quotes section.
0: Our relationship was like a magic eye poster. At first, it's messy and doesn't make any sense. But if you squint at it just right, everything lines up and it's the most beautiful thing. And then she breaks down and cries and says, "But I'm so tired of squinting." Oh, yeah, that was so hardcore. good. Ooh, that's a great quote. <laughs> that, that's one of the best quotes. And like the, the whole build up to that I think is written very well. What's Todd
1: doing that season? That, the season where Todd is like the clown dentist. The I have dentist. no know. Again, the the Todd stuff that season I didn't care for the again, the campaign, like I like part of it, like the whole fracking, like them going back and forth, and he has no opinion on fracking except what the polls are in the moment. I like that. And I do like the way it builds up to the fracture in their relationship. Uh but I like the bridge to Hawaii. Yeah, I think that's great. Like there's some good gags and moments in there, but yeah, for the most part, overall I felt it was beneath what had come before it. And season three, I don't know, season three and five, I will go back and forth on, to be honest. Because I think season three, all the episodes, like they just break the format in some way, and it's really riveting a lot of the things they do. Like when we get to the top episodes, in my list of, like, ones that are contenders, mm-hmm. there's, like, four or five that were from season three, which is more than really? any other seasons. That's crazy. So, yeah. So, I just really love the way that they shake things up and have a lot of fun with the structure of certain episodes in season three. In season four, they revert back to a more standard format. And, again, some of the storylines, like Bojack's family, just didn't fully captivate me. The governorship didn't captivate me. I honestly don't know what PC or Todd were doing during... Season four is, yeah, left least of an impression on me, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I'm in disagreement. But you said that number six, season
1: six, was your favorite? Yes. Why do you not like season six? Because I feel like it gives a good payoff, like, character-wise. This is the first time where we're truly seeing, like, Bojack making an effort to change. And he's going through that process, and we see, like, we're peeling back the layers, and we learn more about... Like when he's talking with the horse therapist and he talks about Mm -hmm. his internalized hatred of horses because of his parents and all that, like we get all that character work. I still feel like there's a lot of Mm -hmm. good gags and whatnot that are included in there. Um, So I like that whole portion. And then we get the second half of the season, which just reminds me of breaking bad, which I love the way this gets set up. But the first half of the season is wrapping up the loose ends. And then we get like this sort of happy ending, but then one falls out of place and then it just brings about the downfall and then so that
0: is a great technique that i feel like they probably stole from breaking bad
1: it's a good thing to steal because honestly it
0: is like blueprint wise identical to what they do and it's a great way to end a show like i think it works as the final season i think it's great the thing i don't like is i think the best dynamic the best part of the show is the dynamic the characters have in relation
1: spread out more yeah
0: particularly part one of the first season, or the last season, is like they're all in separate places, completely separate places. And they have very little interaction with one another except for PC and Todd who are interacting quite a bit. And I feel like that is... Like as much as it's interesting to see the characters develop on their own, I feel like it does weaken the... Sorry, the beer is coming back up. (laughs) You're good. God. Yeah, it's just... uh, yeah it doesn't just work as well when they're all separated like that like it's not Imagine. it just doesn't click as much for me so, like i think the whole thing works i feel like as much as i like the stuff with bojack and rehab it lasts for a long time it's almost that entire first part of the season is he's in rehab mm-hmm. and it's a long thing and it's all about him sort of trying to accept his addictions and try and move past him and i understand that and he's like able to do it in the end when he goes to that horse colony and he accepts who he is. But then, like, the second half of it is trying him trying to reconcile his actions in the past. Mm Because he's still, at the beginning of the part two, he's still trying to avoid the the problems he had in his past. He's still not trying to acknowledge it and accept responsibility. And that's what the end of the second part is, is him accepting that responsibility. But, like, you know, the whole first part is very much just they're all separate like that's what i liked about breaking bad season five part one is you have all the main characters still and they're still interacting but they're all succeeding in a way they're all getting better and better and better to get to that point this so is them, doing, that together, I would say
1: doing the same thing but they're not doing it together which speaks to some of the themes of the show like very true diane very true quote at the very end so i agree with you there that it does take a hit because the dynamic of the core characters is so good and now you have them each split off and they're like paired with these other characters that maybe they don't have as good of a dynamic a lot with of Side the characters, with. Yeah. yeah. I do like some of the side characters, like the page, the pig, the reporter. page Sinclair, yeah, that's
0: Sinclair, looking for the
1: number one page. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. I think that was a great gag. Um and some of the but other
0: my ones is when she goes to her sister's wedding and her sister's like, Why are you talking like that? <laughs> We're
1: from, where did they say, like Soho or something? We're from, the, we're, we're from Long Island. Why are you yeah, talking like that? Something like that. It was funny. Uh, I, Guy, he's okay. I like uh, Guy. Ford I like more than like Chicago jokes and whatnot. But yeah, I agree. Like it was a good move for her character. And so while it is sad that she's no longer in Mr. Peanut Butter's orbit and we don't get their dynamic, it's important for the show and for the character, I think, for them to be moving on and showing them moving on separately is kind of important. Um, so yeah, I guess I'm more okay with that because it's working character wise, but yeah, I guess the comedy does take a hit.
0: Yeah. I also feel like there's just some weaker bits to that first part. Like with the whole thing with Diane doing her stories and then she tries to do an expose on white whale. And then they're just like, yeah, billionaires can murder now. And then yeah. it's just kind of like, is that like, I understand it's supposed to be a joke, but I'm not laughing you're not I, laughing I, yeah i didn't think
1: that whole bit was funny to me the whole billionaires can murder now legally sure i mean i thought it was okay i mean they've done things like that before like oh i guess this country hates women more than it hates guns or something yeah like but that.
0: that's so funny dude the build-up to that <laughs> where it's like she makes an article about women loving guns and how it should be great for women to have guns when men shouldn't and then lawmakers are like, I don't want women with guns. <laughs> let's ban guns. Like, I think that is I think it's hilarious. funny, too.
1: But I think they're both drawing on the same, like, they're bringing something that has an element of truth, taking it up to the nth degree. Uh, so, to me, they're, like, the same attempt. But I guess one just worked for you, or the other didn't. I don't Either fault them like for too much, making the same attempt. Like they're both very too obvious. Stuff. Too much of a write-off? Yeah,
0: there's too much of a, like, uh, let's just hit it with a T and then walk away. But like the whole thing of the uh, the gun episode is that it's like a whole bit throughout the entire episode is that she falls and she's like rampantly hated against guns. And she starts to fall in love with these guns. And then there's a whole article about the guns. then gets women everywhere to love guns. And then California lawmakers just shut it down and ban guns, which is what she wanted in the first place. That irony is hilarious. Yeah. Her just going and being like, we need to expose them for being murderers. And then the billionaire being like, yeah, I did kill them. Because I can get away with it. It's just like, yeah, it's kind of on the nose.
1: I guess. Well, I think they're both on the nose. But I agree that one, like, there was a whole episode built around There's that, more irony in the joke. Yeah. There's I agree. no some irony bits in, worked, the, in the building. Some world. bits don't. And that's okay. That is uh, okay. Yeah, so those are our seasons. Do you want to get into the gags or the zinger quotes? Let's do the gags first. The gags.
0: So I pulled up some of the, the first one we're going to talk about is the alliterations the rhyming. And I pulled up there's a list
1: of all of them. And do I have the Courtney Portnoy ones are, Oh geez. Let's see good. if I can find a Courtney <laughs> Portnoy one.
0: Cause it's a huge ass list. Please.
1: Yeah. Try and read them out as you're drunk.
0: Oh, here's a good one. Cause princess Carolyn is the one who says the most because the, the whole running bit is that the voice actress for princess Carolyn hates doing tongue twisters. So they make her do the most of them. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, there's one there's a good coronary Portnery one where they talk about coronary Portnery being In Corpse Me If You Can, the Can France set story of a can can dancer who contracts cancer but continues to can can as a candy cadaver who plays the accordion with Kevin Kerrigan, Kevin Klein, Chris Klein, Chris Pine, and Chris Catan. <laughs> Fucking great. Nailed it. Uh, nailed that one. I love somehow I'm e- it's easier when you're drunk. <laughs> uh, let's see. There's a, the, the last one they ever do, the last one they ever do is Zach Braff as he's going in to die for good. And it's great. <laughs> Zach Braff says, I'm not ready. I never got to direct my backdraft remake, Zach Braff's backdraft. I never finished my memoir. I started a Zach that started the whole world braffing. I never got to license a Zach Braff short stack breakfast attack at Shake Shack. Cash-draft hash brown fans who hashtag Zach snack get cash back with the ba- Braff bucks. ab and then falls and dies. <laughs> God, so, so good. good. They're all great. I'm trying to find like big paragraphy ones. Uh, yeah, another one Princess Carolyn says is Courtney rolls like the formerly portly court sword, <laughs> or Courtney portnoy's forte. But she's got a new action movie that's supposed to change her image. Mistaken, you know, mistaken for the taking movies from Denise. This supposed to be Courtney. This is supposed to be Courtney's crossover coronation, but that's sort of been thwarted, unfortunately, because Courtney's purportedly falling short of shoring up four quadrant support.
1: Oh my God, it's so good. It is. Don't you just wish you string together sentences like that in real life?
0: There's one where Princess Carolyn talks about Wilmer Valderrama's uh, "How do you do?" poker things, and she says there was Lucy Lawless, Lucy Lou, Lori Laughlin, Lisa Loeb, the dog from Frasier, and at the head of the table, Big Money Ma- himself, Mister Peanut Butter. <laughs> nice. God, I forgot Mister Peanut Butter was a poker fiend. Well, it makes sense. Dogs oh, dude, both. you remember Tom Jum- Jumbo Grumbo? Yeah, the, uh, the whale. He has some really good ones, too. Stanky Hanky allegations, violent, ranky. Our main story, ominous and anomalous accusations against Hank Hippopolis. Who is this anonymous Diane Nguyen? And what does she have against our beloved hippopotamus? Joining me now is Hippopolis apologist and armchair sociologist, Cardigan yeah. Burke.
1: God, they're so good. <laughs> that is great. I love those ones. I also love the the voicemails and ringtones, like the NPR ringtones that they give to Diane. I'm sure there's a list for those. One yeah, like is NPR people? Yeah, yeah. It's like, this ringtone is a story playing out over multiple rings. Oh, that's Serial. The story is telling you. Is what?
0: Have you heard of Serial, the podcast? Serial, no. Serial is like the number one. It was like the thing that made podcasts what they are today. It was like the big podcast that like changed the game. It was uh, NPR produced. Uh, it's basically... Uh, they went over this crime story that happened in Maryland, and it's like eight episodes long. And every oh, serial, as there. in like the
1: crime thing. I was thinking, yes, like serial, like the food. <laughs> oh no! Like, they made a it's, whole podcast it's around it. Cereal. It's Cereals. like serial
0: podcast, and this they use the theme song from it. What's her name? That does the host, but she does. She's I love that's always actually them voicing it. I know
1: that's so good that they get them on. They did the same with uh, God, I'm for blanking on his name too. But the guy that does the New York Times is the Daily. Oh, Michael <laughs> This <laughs> is Michael Barbaro. Today is March, whatever. And you are listening to your phone ringing.
0: I like the and one something. that it's, it's like it's a conversation. It's like I'm blah, blah, blah here in conversation with blah, blah, blah about your ringtone. What do you think about this ringtone? <laughs> well, I think it's time for you to pick up your phone. God, that's hilarious.
1: Yeah, I love all that stuff. And yeah, the fact that they actually get the real people to do it is good. They do that yeah. with a lot of the celebrity stuff as well, like Margot Martindale.
0: That's yeah. just fantastic. Oh, well, everything with Margot Martindale is fantastic. She is one of the best side characters. She it's is. Not um, I think it's a list. Characters. I don't know why it wasn't on there. She's incredible. Character actress. I love Margo when she Martindale. goes into hiding by doing a uh, local theater, but then she becomes so good that she has to go into hiding further because she's starting to
1: get acclaim for it. Dude, you keep picking out the ones from the zingers.
0: They're just. That was one of those.
1: Good. She goes. Oh God! Where is it? It was in season four, five. It's got to be five. Did you
0: remember the exact
1: one? That's great.
0: No, that's not right. Wait, shit. Season three, maybe? Because she's in hiding because she had a shootout in season two. While they were trying to it's shoot. Season the... three, yeah, yeah. Season three. season
1: three. She says, "I went to a place where I could never be discovered. Regional theater." <laughs> So, so good. good. And then yeah, she got too good that she was getting discovered. Yeah, that whole bit was great. Uh okay. The next one, which now you can speak on, it's not Ibsen. Yeah. In reference to Horsin' Around.
0: Hilarious. I bought a book of Ibsen plays so that I could understand <laughs> how it's not
1: Ibsen. And did you You're read right. A Doll's House? I did read a doll's house. And how does it connect to Bojack? Well, it is Ibsen. Well. It is Ibsen, <laughs> yes. But they said *A Doll's House*. Apparently, the main character Nora, or whatever. Yes. She is in a loveless marriage and hates family and wants to leave. And Beatrice yes. is the one that references. It's not Ibsen first. I mean mm. she has read Ibsen, has read *A Doll's House*, and is affected by that particular story, which yeah. they bring up in *Free Churro*, which is crazy. Like the dad oh, Now I gotta go because
0: I I read. A doll's house. After I had seen Free Churro for the, mm. for for this repeat watch, so what I think we should do is we've talked about this before. We talked about doing an episode of the podcast where we talk about the perfect TV episodes, and I think Free Churro would fall into that category. Yeah, so we can rewatch it then when we True. talk about Free Churro and Ozzy Mandy and other perfect episodes of television.
1: Yeah, but they reference in that like opening bit where it's that the dad butterscotch talking to BoJack. He says that the mother can't pick him up because she just watched a doll's house
0: oh yeah that makes sense that's hilarious like that's such good the way that they were able to include that
1: that's funny you should read doll's house so
0: you can get that joke perfectly because it is hilarious that that's why she didn't pick him up is because she saw a doll's house Mm -hmm. that's so funny because she has nothing she's not even close to being similar to that main character and like the, the the uh sort of lesson that that main character learns in that play has nothing. It's just like she's taking the bare essence of that lesson and applying it to her own life, and that's hilarious. <laughs> Man. It has, she has nothing to
1: do with that character. Good stuff. The uh, other fun gag, the agent or manager stuff, which is home for us, because yeah, it doesn't really make sense. But apparently, managers they can also produce the work. So the more it's you hilarious. Know, the this one was so funny. Which again, the season four episode that I really really liked was them under the house and the whole fracking thing because they fracked under the house and it falls down and then you have like just things go awry is the leader of the ants yeah (laughs) that was good um but then zach braff anytime that there's a shift in power dynamics he gets aroused
0: that's not zach braff what who was it that's one of the other characters zach braff just gets
1: eaten in that episode but i thought i thought he did that and then he got eaten at the end no there's just
0: some extra in the episode that's like when they're like admitting things because they're like, they're like, we're going to die. Let's admit everything. One of them is like, I get aroused from power shifts. And then every single time there's a power shift, just this random <laughs> character just comes in his pants.
1: But Are you Zach, sure Brass, you Zach Braff, it'd be much no. more hilarious. If it was Zach, Zach Braff. Braff's
0: whole bit in that entire episode is that he's trying to get the valet to bring his car around. And he has his Prius key. And he's like, Can a valet come? It's a Prius, <laughs> a black Prius. And that's his entire bit he's walking around just trying to get his Prius back. And then they eat him. They burn him. Like uh, Jessica Alba burns him alive and they eat Zach Braff. She said, tonight we dine on Zach
1: Braff and tomorrow (laughs) we dine on dog. Yeah, that stuff was good. I guess it wasn't Zach Braff. What a shame to stain his name like that. But anyway, that whole gag of having just some random person get off on the power shift. I think it's
0: so funny that the whole end episode is like the second last episode is Bojack connecting with all the people who have died throughout the story. And Zach Mm -hmm. Braff makes an appearance (laughs) because he died. And he has a
1: whole thing with it. Like he has an entire Mm -hmm. part to play. I think it was hilarious. That is great. Uh, okay, the next one, the Halloween store that Todd makes in January, and then it has oh, no floor. Great. That was great. Dude, and Andrew the-
0: Garfield, a oh, Halloween <laughs> store in January. This is perfect. And then he walks in, oh no.
1: Yeah, that, that was very so funny. And then the uh, payoff they do to that later is like a season or two later, but where you see somebody about to go into that store, but then they go, nah, never mind. And then they walk into the street and they get hit by a car. Hilarious. <laughs> so you think he's going to go down again like Andrew Garfield, but nope. That was great. Yeah. Keep going. Keep doing some good gags. The spaghetti strainer gag, I also think, because this was whole in season three. setup
0: is fantastic. Because so it's a season long worth of setup <laughs> of the spaghetti strainers, Cabra Cadabra, Martindale, the spaghetti themselves, the whole creation of this undersea world that he, he visits becomes important again at the end because it's yeah, about the falling
1: down that's so good like the way everything connected
0: oh, the the blimp that has the advertisement on it that's just a mirror oh and that's yeah reflects it and cooks <laughs> yeah. the pasta everything just builds into this perfect crescendo and it's amazing that's the final episode of season three isn't
1: it yes which is so good because you had before sarah lynn dies and then you have this yeah. where all the other elements from the season come together and it's yeah. just so good like that was a great payoff Said, how can we ever stop the spaghetti from destroying this undersea town? Bro, and he's watching Secretariat. And and he goes, oh, my God, 200 messages.
0: I better listen to all of them. And he just (laughs) plays.
1: In order. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's so good. What a funny show.
1: I also love in season five, the Henry Fondle sex robot. That one Mm. was great. Great idea. Every little
0: bit, every little bit that he does. I want to come inside you. Yes, come inside and learn my entire creative process. How informative, Mr. Fondle. Thank you for that. It's so funny. He just says yeah. such horribly sexist and sexual, like, and everyone, like, harassing things, and everyone just glares over and doesn't care. Yeah.
1: It's Until perfect. when he powers down and he's ask, actually, like, asking for help or just saying normal things, like, oh, battery powering down. That's when they start going, like, oh, you can't say Are that you, to
0: me. He said, Are you saying that I don't have enough power to do my job? Yeah. So you're going to bring me down? You're going to demote me? Mr. Fundle, oh,
1: so that hilarious. was hilarious. And then, then he gets taken down, and the whole like Me Too times up thing happens. Hilarious. And then <laughs> the woman, like the spokesperson, goes, "We have kicked him off the board. He's no longer part of the company. We're stopping all the other shows and services. We're going back to our original purpose of being a website that tells you what time it is.
0: That's uh, hilarious. What time is it right now? <laughs> .com. The streaming service is yeah. fucking fantastic. That's great, the, dude. When they're making the show, they're like the uh the uh what is it called the company wants us to not feature any clocks in the show because (laughs) they don't want to remind the viewer that there are other ways for them to check the time
1: yeah that was very good too so he can no longer check his wristwatch hilarious but yeah the payoff to the henry fauna thing being her going like this is a great day for the women of our company many of whom are being laid off (laughs) like we just destroyed the company and everyone's gone so that was that was a great payoff another one Connecting to the voicemail thing is ending it as, this is Bojack, by the way.
0: Horseman. Horseman. (laughs) Classic.
1: Even ending his letter to Diane that way. That was great stuff. Mm -hmm. Also, a fantastic one from Mr. Peanut Butter. Erica.
0: Oh, that's one of the best ones. Uh, I just pulled up a whole list of them. Uh, All all the Erica's. All the Erica's. (laughs) Erica, look at you with the right number of ears. That's so good. I was just thinking that. Erica, one. where did that tooth come from? <laughs> oh, this is a good one. Erica, throw me a raft. I'm dying. <laughs> oh, this is my favorite one. This is my favorite one. Erica, you can't be here. The place is filled with children.
1: Yeah, that one was good. The Erica, you know you can vote in national elections. <laughs>
0: erica is that you who let you out of the burn ward get over here you
1: <laughs> i want to meet erica she's been through a whole bunch of stuff yeah that one oh, is great and then so it funny. also ends like mr peanut butter's final thing is referencing erica and being like i'm sure I my have, long time friend erica.
0: right here of course i'm here for you buddy <laughs> no matter what unless i see my good friend erica and i get distracted by some noteworthy <laughs> aspect of her character presentation but bojack what are the odds that that would, and then it cuts, and he's just alone at the party, and the implication is that he saw Erica.
1: It's fantastic. This is such a good way to say goodbye to Mr. Peanut Butter. Truly, absolutely. And then finally, throwing a, another reference to Mason here, Honeydew, where everyone hates Honeydew. In the Honeydew is the worst. But you're a part of the Honeydew hatred I am train. I'm a part of the Honeydew hatred train. You're honeydew wrong.
0: is the fucking worst. It's good.
1: It's good. Hey, I mean, do not saying it's the best. Honeydew just, and
0: cantaloupe are bad. Honeydew flavored things are good, but honeydew, the actual melon, is bad.
1: There is is a a honeydew. Very incorrect opinion.
0: (laughs) There is a honeydew flavored shaved Japanese ice at Epcot, and it is delicious. But honeydew, the actual fruit, is, and I quote, disgusting.
1: (laughs) Well, how dare you. Thankfully, though, BoJack was able to eat it in the final episode, another payoff that they had. And he said, not bad. Not bad. So, one day we'll move you from disgusting to not bad.
0: Maybe. I don't know if I'll have such a,
1: such a character turnaround as Bojack has. <laughs> all right. So, I have a collection of random quotes that I jotted down, random zingers. And so, I think Throw it'd be fun out. to get you to listen to them. And then, I want you to try and say which character uttered this line. Oh, I can, I can get all of them. As a correct. little mini game here. I can get all of them correct. All right. Here we go. So, go from season it. one. Stole a meal from Neil McBeal, the Navy SEAL.
0: Tom Jumbo Grumbo.
1: <laughs> Very correct. Okay, another one. Then I'll say to you what I once said to a young Buster Keaton. What?
0: The, the turtle tom. Yes. Reddy turtle tom. <laughs>
1: how how do go, you know this? I mean? To a young Buster Keaton. What? what? I, <laughs> love I love it.
0: J.K. Simmons nailed it perfectly.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> it's so fucking funny. I'm going to use that line because that's so good. Just <laughs> that I'll say to you some what I said to uh <laughs> What? <laughs> Very good. The, uh, no, I don't know if I can say it because I didn't write the full line now. But um, someone says, Oh, you're the black sheep. She goes, I'm not the black sheep. That's Gary. He's adopted.
0: Uh, Diane says, I'm not the black sheep. That's no, no is it diane yeah diane does say that because they're saying that they're saying that diane is a black sheep
1: yes very true yes as another gag that i forgot to mention the, the vincent or whatever his name is the three oh, boys dude. in the trench coat <laughs> it's so good that was very good a great season one. That was like season one.
0: <laughs> i love when he when she sees him as a child and she's like that child looks just like my boyfriend and then he has to come over and she's like oh my god you have a child she's like princess carolyn i'm sorry that i lied <laughs> i love when in the next season the last time you see vincent is when uh P- mr peanut butter and todd are pitching the thing to the weasel they pitch it like they said our business manager said it's an okay idea the strainer idea and it's vincent mm-hmm. he's like everything looks okay to me
1: <laughs> yeah that was very good and bojack is being very aggressively his upset. awareness yeah. and his
0: only awareness is what makes it work so well mm-hmm. him being the only one aware and then and then todd's always like why are you just so jealous of vincent which is <laughs> yeah. just also clearly what is also happening
1: it's like a mixture of both in this part mm-hmm. anyway keep going with these quotes okay so season two there's not too many but we'll get through them. so character one you can either stay in the hole or you can change it is tempting to go with the former but sometimes the only way out of the hole is the latter no pun intended Character two. You clearly intended that pun.
0: I'm going to go with Princess Carolyn, and then character two is Bojack.
1: Ooh. Character two is Bojack, you said? Is character one Bojack? Character one is Bojack. And character character two is Princess Carolyn.
0: God, fuck!
1: (laughs) You just had them reversed. That was good. You had, I mean, you had the two characters, just not the right order. Bojack is the one who talked about the ladder? Yeah, because that was the beginning of season two when he's on his, like, oh, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do everything okay. Like, he's on the self-improvement kick. And wow. so he says that line of, you're going to have to stay in the hole or you can change. Same me right, form, But the only way is the ladder. Keep going. Okay, this one, you already know. And you very much enjoy it. Slap my salami, the guy's at Kami. Bojack in reference to the commie man that is is very interested in Wanda. It's very true. So that one was great. I also love the whole Wanda gag of her waking up and she's stuck in the 80s. Also, the whole gag of them referencing what year it is very obviously by saying like, oh, this is a 2000 song that is playing on the radio. Oh, I love
0: that bit. <laughs> this is a 2000 song. It is the 2000s. God, it's so good. Yeah. And then the, they do the same thing every decade. It's the '80s. Listening to an '80s song got so good. Classic, classic shit. And then like all the shit
1: in the background is just references. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that stuff was fantastic. great, fantastic. Uh, okay, this next one, which we already referenced before, <laughs> who is your favorite composer? Bach. Bach, not Vivaldi. That's
0: uh, Officer Meow Meow Fuzzy Face <laughs> and Becca the Chicken.
1: Very good, dude. You knew the chicken's name. Becca,
0: because <laughs> she goes. What's your name? Becca. Becca, <laughs> and then they call, and then the end, they let all the chickens go. He goes, which one's Becca? And Diane says, Todd, don't you get it? They're all Becca. <laughs> that episode's great. No matter what yeah. anyone says, it's the lowest rated episode of that season. But I, I don't it's know why.
1: Fantastic. The whole Bach joke alone. Bach. Bach not involving. Classic. It's too good. So good. People just weren't ready for it at the time. They yeah. couldn't understand the brilliance. Okay, this next one. Oh, this won't be hard. Breaking and entering? That goes against everything Nixon stood for. The uh, the security guard at the Nixon Museum. Who is suspiciously akin to Nixon. He's Nixon's son. <laughs> looks so like him, much. yeah. Uh, yeah, correct, I think. I, honestly, I don't remember who said no, that. No, that one's correct, for sure. Okay, good. Okay, so the next one is also going to be hard. Season three. She kissed a girl and she liked it. Now this I gotta see.
0: Shit. Uh, Oh, oh, is it Marv the agent? Yes, that's insane, dude. He kissed a girl and she liked it. This I gotta see. (laughs) He was one of my favorite characters. When every time you go, Princess Carolyn walks in. Princess Carolyn, I need you to try on this little pink foily thing. I insulted a woman at the pastry shop and I'm buying her a present and you're about the right size.
1: Wow. So man, classic. He's a big Marv fan. I did not know.
0: I love That one Marv. would have been
1: sure to trip you up.
0: Dude, when, he, when she tries to pitch things for Bojack to be in and he's like, things should only be two words. No title <laughs> should be longer than two words. He's like, there will be blood. There will be blood. More like, there shouldn't be that many words. And then he throws the thing into the fan.
1: Mm hmm. he's like, what about no country mid-2000s. for all men? And he's
0: like, no country for all men, more like no country for such a long title. And he throws it up into the fan.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was great. This stuff. This one is not really a quote, but I just want to also point out another gag of Diana Mr. Peanut Butter when they were going through their issues after season two. Mm. Um, and then they start overcompensating by saying, I hear you and I value you and I accept and validate your feelings after everything that they say. Yeah. I thought that one was pretty good. Hilarious. This next one, you're gonna love it. Communication is the blade of the bobsled. <sighs> Fuck.
0: Is it? Is it, Mister Peanut
1: Butter? It is, Mister Peanut Butter. Oh yeah, let's got go. it. You nailed it. We already said the uh, regional theater one. Good stuff. Okay, this one. I clearly established a Pokemon. Meta- I clearly established a poker metaphor, and you change it to be a game of chicken. Who said that? That
0: sounds like something Bojack would say.
1: Is it Bojack? I believe it's Princess Carolyn. Really arguing with Bojack. It was in that. That like, seems like episode. something
0: Bojack would say in an argument with Princess Carolyn.
1: I you wanna, could be right. Uh, it was between I the two of them. you. I'm going to challenge you. It's one of the two on that that seems <laughs> like a, would say. a red flag to, in. Yeah. Okay, I don't know if it's going to be pulled up. We'll put a pin in that. We will find out at some point. Uh, okay, this next one. Call me high-waisted denim because right now I am in. Say it again. Call me high-waisted denim because right now I am in. Todd. What makes you say that? Is this, are we in season four yet? We are still in season three. Okay, I take it back. Uh, say the quote one more time. Call me high-waisted denim because right now I am in. High-waisted what? High-waisted denim. High-waisted denim.
0: It's, it's the director. What's her name? The, when they uh, break into the Nixon Library, what's her name?
1: I'm blanking on her name.
0: I don't think that's it. That's no, because that, that would be season two. Shit. Yeah. What do they break in in season three? What do they break into?
1: Who is it? I don't know. It's Mr. Peanut Butter or Tom. That could be a good one. It's one of the two. I think it's like another scene where they were together. And so I'm conflating which one it was. Uh, I believe it's Mr. Peanut Butter, though. Oh, this might like a be
0: the episode where they get sprayed by a skunk and they break into the house. Could be. And I think that's a Todd thing that he says, because they throw Todd through the window. <laughs> but the thing I was thinking of is when Todd, in the beginning of season four, when he first meets Hollyhock, he has to break into Channing Tatum's house. I was oh, thinking that yeah. yeah, he said that when he broke into Channing Tatum. Okay, keep going. Okay, this next one. I found, more-
1: it to, I found it to be an above average experience. Forgive me for getting emotional. Oh, Judah. Exactly. Sure, Very true. Okay, this next one. This is more just a gag. Uh, someone tweeted about Sarah Lynn's death. We lost an icon. Hashtag she will be loved. Who sent the tweet? Oh,
0: shit. Who sent
1: that tweet? What celebrity?
0: Poor annoying. No. No. Sextina Aquafina.
1: Nah. Look, ah. it was uh It was Adam Levine. Ah, we lost an icon. Good. Hashtag she will be loved.
0: And she will be
1: loved.
0: There you go. Okay. Up. I get it. I get the joke now. 16. Uh, years, you know. Yeah. I had the whole. That's a great gag. Exactly.
1: Rap, rap, pew, pew,
0: pew, pew, Get that fetus. Get, fetus, get that <laughs> fetus. Get
1: that fetus. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh, okay, this one. I don't know, Tom, but as they used to say on my favorite TV show, let's find out. shit so he's talking to tom jumbo
0: grumbo it's their favorite show let's find out
1: fuck i don't know what is it i honestly don't know either. it was one of the god damn i should have them now i it was i feel like it wasn't one of the main cast i feel like it was one of the random celebrity- it was definitely a side character oh, yeah i think it was just some celeb person yeah probably All right, are we season, still in season
0: three
1: yeah we're going on season four bro now. come on pick it up okay season four donkey donkey what now oh obviously mr peanut butter <laughs> that's a great that's my favorite line
0: i like when it diane says diane diane what now <laughs>
1: yeah that one's good uh this one is a sad character but i thought it was a funny little one off line he called us a mob let's kill him what we have? say it again he called us a mob. Let's kill him.
0: Is that from the buried episode where they get trapped underground?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Uh this one is not aligned, but when Princess Carolyn was poking the mouse, the girl crush mouse. I forget her name. But she was just Stephane. like sitting there do Stilton doing something as they were driving to the uh Ralph's house and mm-hmm. she just pokes on her eye. That one was hilarious to me uh okay we did the i'm not gonna stop you i'm gonna stop you right there i was done that was a good one (laughs) um oh this one you brought up before he was a pedophile murderer well if you're gonna murder anyone reference (laughs) to the little hands
0: (laughs) the little hands yeah that's uh it's gotta
1: be peanut butter right peanut butter saying which line the second one no i think that was pc damn
0: oh, you're gonna murder anyone classic no right. not pedophile dash murderer pedophile slash <laughs> that's diane's line i know it for sure and that is the funny part i can't believe you didn't include that part that's the funniest bit
1: that you i thought that there was no dude, it was I your that, clever line.
0: that's the funniest punchline is not pedophile dash murderer pedophile slash and then i think mr peanut butter says the way you said slash is so frightening that's good. No, Tom Jumbo Grumbo says that. That wasn't Princess Carolyn. Tom Jumbo Grumbo is interviewing somebody else. Oh, he,
1: is he interviewing? He can't be interviewing. The no, 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 I
0: remember. I remember. It's, it's, it's it's Katrina because Katrina is trying to. She is trying to get Jessica Alba uh, elected, and Jessica Alba is on Tom Jumbo Grumbo's show, talking about how his <laughs> pedophile murderer hands and. She she said it's a pedophile murderer's hand and Tom Jumbo Grumbo goes well if you have to murder anybody and then she goes no Tom not pedophile dash murderer pedophile slash murderer and Tom Jumbo Grumbo goes the way you just said slash was incredibly threatening and terrifying
1: well, I'm glad we were able to piece that together yep, so no diane about. no PC no Mr Peanut Butter
0: Tom Jumbo Grum- Grumbo and Katrina
1: brilliant Katrina Peanut Butter Uh in season five someone this one the like character itself doesn't matter but it was a great callback where they were going through the filbert set and they were like wow this looks like david his house oh hilarious <laughs> so that was great
0: no they say uh they say uh they say uh what do they say oh yeah they say this looks like david borianna's house and then i think what's his name rami malik's character is like yeah the this set, set designer they, took they, they a tour, tour there, once. there one
1: time. <laughs> yeah good stuff
0: it's just it's such a clever way to explain why it looks just like Bojack's house. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Yeah.
1: A great callback. Um asexualize me like one of your French girls, Todd. Uh
0: What's her name's sister? Oh no, no. Asexualize me like one of my
1: French girls.
0: The uh the fish creature that he dates. Yes?
1: Well yes, but I think it's her mother. That does it. You're right. You're that right. whole episode yes. where they're yes. all trying to sleep with Todd.
0: Bro, I love that when the lube is slipping out and the dad is like, <laughs> Quick, Todd, use your erect penis to plug the yeah. hole.
1: It's the only thing that will fit in time. Do it.
0: Can I use my thumb? They say it's the <laughs> penis of the foot. No, it has to be your erect penis. It's the only thing girthy enough to fit the, the hole. Clearly, you must have an erection right now since you've just been having great sex with my daughter. <laughs>
1: Hilarious, that was good. This next one, just use the fire extinguisher. Oh, that's what's on fire. I don't know. I can't tell you. That was PC Princess Carolyn. I couldn't remember that one. This next one, you look like you've just seen a Ghost in the Shell screening, and you're Scarlett Johansson's publicist. Turtle Tom. No, that was BoJack. It's a Hollyhock. Damn. Tragic. All right in season six... I'm starting to lose them here. No, it's okay, that's okay. There it's, are more uh, obscure quotes that you're coming up on. Somebody is on a call with somebody else with a baby crying in the background, doing a temper mm-hmm. tantrum. And the person says in response, oh, I see you're in a meeting with David O. Russell right now, so I'll let you finish. It's
0: PC, and she's on the phone with Bojack, who says the line.
1: Yes. Very good, very good. Okay, this... Is in reference to, you know, a surname that I have. Is this the Lauren you want to die on? Say again? (laughs) Is this the Lauren you want to die on? As in Lauren Hill? (laughs) God.
0: Is Is this a BoJack quote?
1: I don't know. It's not a BoJack quote. Who is it? It is also... PC. Damn. Tragic. Okay, this next one. Two characters. First one. You know how in AA they give you chips, but no salsa? Using that.
0: Bojack and Herb? Ooh. Bojack and
1: Diane. Fuck.
0: (laughs) So close. I was like, there's only two that's a group characters that could have such a good like interaction, that kind of dynamic. And it was Bojack and Herb or Bojack and Diana. And that's like a risk and thought it might be a Bojack and Herb flashback. All right, we got two more.
1: Please, let's hurry this up. They even let the birthday boy fly the plane. There were no survivors.
0: Tom Jumbo Grumbo. Very true. Classic. Absolutely correct. All that right, is and this one next one. Best
1: ones. Yeah, that's a good one. This right. next line.
0: Just, I think he's an actual news reporter for like CNN or something. That's why it's so good. And he, <laughs> the way he says it is perfect. It's just such a fantastic line. They even let the birthday boy fly the plane. There were no survivors.
1: Yeah, very good. Right, this next one's a layup. Are you one of those stupid pop culture analogies I'm always doing? Because you're charming at first, but eventually enough already. Pickles. Do you want is to it try butter? Is it peanut butter? It is Mr. Peanut. Butter. God, he said, "Are you well, one?"
0: Pickles of th- does the same thing.
1: your well, bait? He goes, "Are you one of those stupid popcorn culture analogies I'm always doing?" In reference right, to, I'll say peanut butter. He's the one that did it the most. Well, it is peanut butter. It is Give you the answer, okay. but okay, good job. You nailed yeah. most of them. You're able to piece together that one quote about the pedophile murderer thing which is great yeah you reverse engineered it okay great quote so what else do you want to touch on Do you want to just quickly list some of the top episodes and then get out of here uh
0: the one thing i want to talk about is there's two lines in the show that i think are two of the best written lines one of them in a very intelligent sort of well crafted way and another one that is very simple but just so poignant and perfect that i love it And the first one, which is my second favorite quote, is the intelligent one. Season two, you already have it here in our script, in our Life Lessons of Hardcore Quotes, is when uh, Wanda says, uh, when when you look at someone through rose-colored glasses, all the red flags just look like flags. And the idea of taking those two sayings and mashing them together in something so perfect, brilliant. Brilliant. That was my favorite line of the show until the last season came out. And there was one line that was better. It's in the penultimate episode of the entire series. Uh, Bojack is grip is like struggling to accept his own death. He's, he's worried about like ending and then he finally accepts what's going to happen in a way. He's approaching the door and Herb is with him and he says, Herb, I'll see you on the other side. And Herb, credit to Stanley Tucci because he's great as Herb Kazaz. He says it in such a perfect way. He says, oh, Bojack, there is no other side. And then just melts away forever. And just the way he says it and like everything that's leading up to it, it's just so haunting the way he says it. And it's just so perfect. I love it.
1: To add to that, I definitely agree with the whole red flags quote. That one was a great one. And then there's like these two other ones uh, that I want to bring up, and they sort of actually there's like three ish that all hit on the same sort of point. The first is the one that he hears at the end of season one or two. I believe season two on them, um, but it's the monkey, the runner monkey, uh, and he goes up to BoJack when he heaves over, and he goes, it gets easier every day. But you got to do it every day. That's the hard part. But it does get easier. I think that's the end of season two, but I can't be sure. Yeah, I think it'd be in the season two, yeah. Um, But then you have that one. Then you have this other one. Sure, I got the happy ending. But then there's the day after, and the day after that. So Diane's saying about her marriage. And then BoJack says something about, you never get a happy ending, because there's always more show. And then there's, I think, another quote as well that they touch on. But that whole idea of like, oh, the 30 minute sitcom where everything gets wrapped up cleanly and then you get to just start again with a clean slate the very next episode. Just something that doesn't exist in real life. Obviously, you just keep going because there's always more show. And even when you get a happy moment, it's not a happy ending because you got to keep going.
0: Yep. Perfect.
1: Very, very good. Or as Todd says in the final episode, you turn yourself around. That's what it's all about. I also you do like the that pokey
0: logo. pokey, then you turn yourself around. Yeah, but that's the focus
1: is that. Turn, you turn yourself turn around. Turn
0: yourself around. That's what it's all about. That is genius. I love that part. I noticed that because I think I just kind of skirted by that the first time I watched that final episode. Mm-hmm. But this most recent, recent watching, I was like, that's so genius. Whoever, like, it's such a Todd thing to say. It's such a very simple way of looking at that song as opposed to, like, it just being a stupid song it just being silly, but just to hear it and to think of that is just so brilliant. It's such a Todd thing. And I thought it was beautiful. So I'm glad you pointed that out
1: Very true. All right. So just to wrap up, do you have any specific episodes that you want to call out? Free churro is the best
0: episode, incredibly written, wonderful, amazing, definitely like the magnum opus of the show. Uh, the underwater episode, incredible great use of you uh, like that
1: one now i thought i had mentioned it before and you were like oh that episode but you've come uh, around i to was it.
0: super iffy on it but re-watching it i did fall in love with it. nice and i am i've come around i think it's just a great use of uh
1: silent like like which is storytelling great yeah, use great because the uh free churro is just pure dialogue it's just a monologue and then they're good a fish out of water of one is a, like mostly silent episodes. so it's great that they're able to it both ends of the spectrum and do it so well. yeah. So yeah, that speaks to the excellent writing that they got going other
0: great, on. Other great episode. Uh, That's Too Much Man, the one where Sarah Lynn dies. Uh, the View From Halfway Down, which is the second to last episode. Uh, the uh, Times Arrow, which is the one where we find out about the truth about Hollyhock and all that stuff. There's a penultimate episode of season four. That one's also very, very good. Uh, The Chicken for Day is one, just so fun. <laughs> Hilarious. Honestly, also the episode in season six, Surprise. The next yes. Period,
1: that's a great episode. <laughs> that is a great episode. And it reminds me, like, it reminds me of that one Friends episode where they're all locked away in the room while the breakup's happening outside. Yeah. And works. this, they just yeah. up it with there being a whole party there. And they're also trying to, like, get the baby as well. So it's a great episode of just those gags repeatedly happening
0: in the AA sponsor who gets locked in the panic room full of alcohol.
1: <laughs> Classic. So just look at the arrow. and then It points to the booze. Yeah, or follow the sign or whatever it was. And then he has like a panic attack.
0: Yeah. Or he faints. Cause he's a billy goat.
1: <laughs> so good. All right. Is that your, those are my your selected episodes?
0: episodes. Yep. What about you, buddy? Any top of your episodes you want to bring up
1: that I didn't Some say? Some of my selected episodes that aren't yours. Like I said, I agree with the tarot, you from halfway down the fish out of water episode. I think you can agree with all the ones I said. Well, I those are all banger episodes. Do you
0: not agree on that's too much, man?
1: I'm just saying what are my best episodes? I'm not saying I do agree that that's too much is a great episode. Um, I also love that that went well from season three. That was the finale where it all came together. Mm-hmm. Uh, just so there are some other episodes. Ruthie, which is the one about oh, Princess yeah. Carolyn and her whole issue like having the Miscarriage and the breakup and Judah getting fired, yeah, season four actually.
0: Season four, ah, so season four does have a banger,
1: huh? It does, but again, that was so heartbreaking, bro. It was, and then finding out that it's just fake. It's just a little story she tells herself about her future granddaughter. That was so like that was one of the biggest gut punches. If anything would have made me cry, I think it would have been that one. That was so sad. That's Uh, heavy hit. The dog days are over, which is about Diane in Vietnam following the divorce i love that one I <clears throat> i saw the framing device of it of her like writing an article for girl cruise i think that was cool i saw like good damage another diane episode where she's facing this creative block and she's
0: oh yeah and trying to turn
1: yeah season six yeah. Where she's trying to turn all her past drama into a new book and a memoir to make it all meaningful but then she sure, writes food court detective and it's brilliant yeah ivy tran or whatever And I remember the first time around, I was like, oh, that's sad. She wasn't able to write that initial book that she wanted to do. And so in a way she was like giving up or failing. But this time around when I was watching it, I didn't have that feeling at all, which I'm glad that it was. Good. I'm glad you got over that. Yeah. Because as she says in there, like sometimes damage is just damage. And if writing that Ivy Tran food court detective thing makes her happy, and it's also going to be meaningful to other people, which it certainly will. You can entertain them and mm-hmm. make them feel comfortable inside their own skin and all of that stuff. Yeah. And that I, is meaningful. And that will be the better way to you know make yourself happy.
0: Yeah. I love the animations of that episode where Mr. Peanut Butter becomes huge and he goes, Katsugi, the Japanese <laughs> are where pots are filled with gold to illuminate the damage. Where's your gold, Diane? And he's just giant. Right. It's so funny.
1: That was the episode where he does the analogies thing. Oh. Uh, Are you one of the analogies I'm doing? Because you're charming oh, yeah, at first, but then the you awesome. get annoying. Yeah. yeah. Um and then the I like the after party in season two. I don't know if that was yeah, after the party where it just focuses on uh Princess Carolyn and Vincent, Bojack and Wanda, and then Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane. Yeah, that's and it's good- when they have their first real like rift in their relationship, that'd be good to see. So I think that one was. Paul great. McCartney's in the cake. Yeah. <laughs> that one was good. Hello?
0: Is anyone there?
1: I also like uh Downer Ending from the first season. Mm-hmm. Very good. And then the finale, like, the like episode, I said. Go ahead.
0: I like the episode. My favorite episode of the first season, the one where he goes and he visits Herb halfway through the show. And that's like the the dark turn in the, in the show when it when it first reveals how serious it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. And Herb says, Get the fuck out of my house. And then on the way back, he tries to kiss Diane. I mean, it's just like the lowest of the low at that point, And it's just perfect. And then you have right. no idea how much lower you can get.
1: Exactly. Um, but yeah, and then the finale, I also think it just left me in a really good mm. place. Like things. The closure. Yeah. Like it's closure in a sense. But then it's also like, yeah, they're just leaving things open because life will continue as it does in real life. But they're all okay with that at this point, which is a nice, nice. thing to leave us with. I'm glad that, like, I remember when it came out, There's the initial debate over whether it should have ended with you from halfway down and BoJack actually dies. Yeah, I remember And that. I think that would have been betraying a lot of, as you said, uh-huh. the uplifting spin that this yeah, show is trying to have on all these difficult topics and mental health issues and all that. So I'm glad they left it off with the much more, like, realistic and honest, but optimistic place that they leave it at with Mm -hmm. nice while it lasted
0: yeah i agree anything else you want to say about bojack no i think that is it if you had to rank bojack horseman
1: out of uh out of five alliterations (laughs) what would you (laughs) get the five hollywood stars and whether they know things do they know things let's find out Mm. uh i give it Either a five or a four point five. is definitely it's there.
0: I give it five Hank Hippopopoulos hip hop hypothesis <laughs> rap albums. Incredible. All right. Well, there we go. That is all the time we have. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to give your thoughts on the show or make a suggestion for the movie of the week, you can email us at the show at gmail.com. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Show. Give us likes, comment on our posts. We will respond to you. You will be the only one commenting. Uh, and make sure to give us five star ratings on whatever podcast
1: service you use. Five
0: star ratings.
1: Indeed. Please. Our main title theme for the show is Sundown by Joseph McDade. Be
0: sure to tune in next week. Goodbye.